Greetings and welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals to episode 364, 7. Where did 4 come from? You can even see me, like, down at the beginning of the intro, like, check the episode number. It even says the number. And I, and I read it, and I went, yeah, sure. And then I just changed it in my head. Your brain just went, there's a 4 in there. 4. <laughs> it's 64, yeah, sure. I want to go back in time. I was so much. I was so much more innocent three episodes ago. Yes, it's episode three hundred and sixty-seven of the Words About Games podcast, the weekly gaming podcast for Words About Games. I'm your host, Amy Kate Alexander, and I'm joined this week by the three-star champ himself, Mister Daffod Moody. I feel underdressed now. You only say that when I have that shirt on. I know, but I haven't, <laughs> I haven't noticed that shirt for a while. So I was like, true. "Fuck it, I'm just gonna fucking do it." Fine, okay. Howdy, doodly do, everyone. It's Friday. You know what that means. It's video game day, and we've got some video games to talk about. Well, Amy has a video video game to talk about. I do. From Brooklyn, NYC himself, the three star champ. There you go. See, and now I've tied it into your actual t shirt. Okay, yay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired today, and I don't know why. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Don't worry, I've got enough. I've got enough left in the tank for this podcast. If I can do this podcast with COVID, I can. I can do it when I'm a bit sleepy. <laughs> Amy, you were dead by the end of COVID. <laughs> by, by the end of that episode. <laughs> but I did it, <laughs> <laughs> and still uploaded it. Really, that shows COVID. Edit, edit. Uh, COVID didn't. I didn't catch COVID. COVID caught yeah. me. <laughs> I didn't have a problem with COVID. COVID had a problem with me. No, I, I had a problem with COVID, yeah. Oh, dear. How are you? Would I get, would I give it came out swinging, though. <laughs> oh, it, de- it decked me. There's no doubt about it. And I got uh, in a few not... punches. <laughs> yeah, a few jabs. And it just decked you. <laughs> yeah. It's like that, that, like any of those like comedy scenes from the fighting thing where you go, ba 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 and then it just looks at you and goes, bang, and you just... <laughs> Something like that. Uh, to answer your question, I'm well, I'm well, I'm not bad at all. Uh, reason we refresh right now, after what we, what, what's, <laughs> what's been going on over the last week and everything. Ah, you then, stole my energy, I see. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, got, I, I lost it all over the weekend, and I got it all back by Monday, so it was all right. Yeah, no, I've been okay, pottering on work and everything like that, um, and yeah, just cracking on. Yeah, cool, 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 cool. I was going to say, how's work? And then I was like, Works good. Gonna, yeah, it's good, but I'm not getting anything more than that. <laughs> exactly. That's why I don't usually ask. In case anyone wonders why I don't, I don't politely ask Moody how work is going. One, we talk about it away from this podcast. Two, we're not going to talk about it on our publicly recorded podcast. <laughs> we bought GTA 6. <laughs> finally happened. It finally happened. <laughs> Imagine if you woke up tomorrow and there was just news headlines. <laughs> just... That would be very interesting. <laughs> I'll be like, and I've took the day off work <laughs> tomorrow as well. I'm like, seriously, guys? So <laughs> you do it on purpose. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, yeah, work's going well. Like uh, having good uh, as always. Like uh, busy, but uh, yeah, we will just crack on, just keep on doing what we're doing and whatnot. Yeah, cool. And uh, like, like I said, I'll, like I said, I'll stay. I'll stay off screen for you, but I'll stay here. I'm coming up to a year. I've been there, which is absolutely amazing. Like, I've been a year in the industry since April, by back end of April, beginning of May, really. Sure. When I started PlayStation, and now I'm at where I'm at and everything. And it's like, yeah, it's been really, really good. Obviously, life altering. 
Like where just I've, a like, touch. I've, yeah, just a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, I had to change areas <laughs> and everything. <laughs> but no, yeah, it's been yeah, yeah, it's been it has been really really good. Uh, it's been really good for us, and it's like yeah, but um, yeah, it's been really happy and everything like that. And yeah, we're just cracking on. Thanks. Sorry, a motorbike went outside. Went rrr. That's why I was like, huh? <laughs> I think you just turn and there's a motorbike coming through my window. <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even see it. The curtains are closed. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm glad you're having a. I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're. You're feeling energy, full of beans. I say that, but I've just yawned like crazy. But no, no, that's yeah, sad, I'm, yeah. I am reasonably okay. Yeah, I'm pretty good. That's good. That's good. I'm good too. Thanks. <laughs> Did I not ask that? No, I've been I've been stalling because I was expecting you to do because you usually do, but then I was like, I'm just gonna have to dive in. Otherwise, it's fine. Oh, uh, no. uh, otherwise, we're gonna be sitting in awkward silence for a while. <laughs> uh, how are you, Amy? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. <laughs> oh, very good, very good. How's your week been? <laughs> um, not. I mean, not as. I don't have any milestones coming up. How's your work going? <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice try. <laughs> I don't have a job. <laughs> what are you talking you about? Not? No, oh, okay. no. I I make content full time, and you can clearly tell by the one video essay I've released in twenty twenty three. I'm working on another one. We had a long oh. chat last week. You wait about... until N7, dear. No. <laughs> You're gonna laugh. <laughs> the thing is, that was a joke when we said that. I don't think you actually it's gonna be, it's that. gonna be like past N7, dear. You're gonna laugh because oh, we had a we had a long chat about that last week after the podcast was over, and mm. then um, and I'm, I'm making something that's not that. I guess that. <laughs> is that why you hate me? No, I don't hate you at all. <laughs> no, but no, no, no. no, no, no. The, well, obviously, what we were talking about last week, you do seem like you've like you've hit a wall with that, and I think you needed to move on to something else just for this time being. So hopefully, this gets your creative juices back. Seems to be move back on. That's good. Seems to be. I was because um, I was talking to a friend of mine, um, in about it after we'd spoken, and 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 uh, and about like oh you know I don't know what to do. It's like decision paralysis, right? It's like I have so so many things options. It's like I don't know which one to pick. And she said, "Well, pitch me your best three, like the three, the strong, the strongest three. So I did, and one of them was the Mass Effect video. Obviously, it's definitely one of the strongest ones since it's writ- partly written. And I and I and I said, it is sort of, but um, <laughs> it was fully written at one point. It was just awful. <laughs> um, and I and then she and I said to her, just like I'll pitch them and you pick one, and whatever you pick, I will I will just do that." And so I pitched the three ideas. She picked the one that she thought would be the most interesting to for her to watch. And she's not a game dev; she's working games. Um, and and I went, okay, cool. And then I just went off, and I and like, yeah, you're right about the wall because I think forty eight hours after that conversation, I was like, I've got an outline. <laughs> and so I've spent my week. Not all of my week, but I spent my week watching uh, old GDC talks and reading papers and finding getting things, evidence. getting getting evidence, preparing the lawsuit. I mean, what? <laughs> Not a lawsuit. Cool. 
hey, I'm over the moon for you, you know that. Like I've like you've been pottering on about it for a while. Uh, mm. especially on the Mass Effect one. But you need like, like even I know I could clearly see you needed that little diversion on something else, which is just you know, go for it, that's what you want to say. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun video. It's not about one specific game. So it's about an industry thing. I, I almost mm-hmm. gave in to the temptation to make a a rebuttal to the IGM video about about devs panicking, and then I was just like, I can't. There's too much work. <laughs> like for me, I would wait until the Des- Desmond did that. Uh, Destin. Destin does his second video. What what I will say is though, one of the first things I wrote because I wrote I've written part of the intro already, mm. and what I will say is. I've already written a joke about that in into Fabulous. the video. Fabulous. Because is it something like I'm going to come in here with no evidence whatsoever, and I'm just going to blur my facts and twist the truths? I've got I've got the essay <laughs> open on my laptop, so if you give me a second, I'll find it and I will read it to you. Uh, so the sentence there's a there's a paragraph before that, and then it says, but. Unlike an IGN video producer, when I don't know something, I ask people who do. Bravo. Yeah. Bravo. Bravo. I, I was proud of myself. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Does it's yeah, well, you know, I'll put it in there and we'll have a whole thing and it'll everyone will put out should I put in one of those those things they have at sitcom recordings where the light flashes laughter. And then I'll put in the canned <laughs> laughter from a sitcom. Ah, it's too much. <laughs> too much. This is a good idea if I ever decide to do it for another thing, though. But yeah, no, I've like, been doing that and having fun. Learning. <sighs> learning. Do you know what one of my biggest regrets in life is? Is not learning? Yeah, yeah, weirdly enough. <laughs> it's knowing that I, knowing that I wanted to, to do something with writing. Which I'm doing, you know, even if it's not like professionally, I'm, I am doing it. And mm-hmm. have been like, in, in my own way this entire time. But it was going to university to study writing. Like, <laughs> it's, it's so, you, like, writing is a craft and it's something that you need, you know, you need to learn and hone and sharpen. But like, I wish I'd gone to university and studied something. Like, you know, like a thing. Like a, a science or history or, you know, something. Yeah. Rather than writing. <laughs> well, you can still do that if you wanted to. But oh, yeah, if I've got like the... 60 grand in my pocket. That's the thing about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no. it's like, like, like I've said on many kids, like, that's what I did. I didn't go to uni. I went to college to be able to get my degrees for, for video games and everything like that. But, um, but at the same time, I truly believe with all it, with everything, what I did. I could have just got like I'm proud of what I got with my degrees. Like I got a couple of a couple of distinctions and a and a and a one pass and a and a and a merit, which the merit was on my final day. And I was thinking, I don't even finish the fucking year, guys. <laughs> so that's like that's what I'd say. I'm like, I was so strong at the beginning, I was able to finish it off. Mm. But it, to be able to at least get the, a high enough, a good enough grade that I felt even more proud of. I didn't even think I was going to get one, but no. Um, I could have got lower grades, and I think I would have still been okay in everything, because that's how you... I think for the most part, for me, it's like... 
I've, I truly believe now when it comes to like college or uh, just in education in general, it's more of the that you've proven that you have stuck at something for many, many years and shown that you've got the debt, you can do dedicate, you can dedicate yourself to something. And that's what I think is something I think a lot of things that a lot of people need to maybe try and strive for. But yeah, yeah, you know, if you ever wanted to do that, you would, uh, I would be, pu- I would be pushing you for that. But obviously, oh, yeah. If you could financially do it, if I could afford it, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I admit, I only admit, I could not have done what I did if I didn't have my partner. Like she was the lifeblood for us for a good few years, and for and like like I've stayed. I think I'm pretty sure I've stayed on this. I'm now literally full on like repaying her for the to the end of my life, basically. Which I've been told is eighty. And I said you'd be lucky if I hit eighty. <laughs> but she says, "Well, your your granddad's close to a Yeah, but he's a freak. <laughs> he's the exception. <laughs> he survived World War Two. Of course, he was going to hit a hundred almost. <laughs> can't argue. Much. I can't argue with that. Logic. Yeah, you can't. he survived World War Two. Of course, he's going to fucking hit a hundred. <laughs> yeah, he was a child. He never actually went out to war, but he was. He still he was close to an explosion. He still be this. So I was like, of course, he survived that. Fucking go for it. That's cool. Close go out, close to an explosion, shit. Mm-hmm. I thought he was I, in London one time. Uh, the Blitz. Like yeah, yeah, one one time. Like he was just there. Um, I don't, can't fully remember why he was there because he he's lived in the northeast all his life and everything like that. Like he's grew up there and everything like that. I think it was. Yeah, I can't fully remember, but he was there, and I was just like. Why the fuck did you go there? <laughs> <laughs> and he's in his nineties now. And he's like, I can't remember. <laughs> so that's fair. I'll get it. I remember I was there, and that's the all you get. Yeah, I remember it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, all right, that's all right. I understand it, but no, yeah, it's no, it's yeah, it's been yeah. Like yeah, that's what I'll say to anyone who wants to for education. Education, yes, work your ass off, li- listen, educate yourself, and everything like that. But it's more just showing you dedication. Yeah, like I just I don't know if I got much out of learning writing that i couldn't that i haven't like i feel like i've gotten more out of it like since i've been doing it it's a weird one and like i don't know if i'll ever like talk about my experiences of doing it as a degree because but there were a lot of bad experiences like i i really appreciated the universe like the university experience as a whole like being out being independent moving away when i was 18 years old and standing on my own two feet these two feet they're the same feet but uh but yeah like the actual course itself just i don't know if someone if if someone and no one's gonna ask me for advice on how to be a writer but if that ever happened i'd I'd probably be like keep practicing your writing but maybe study a thing like something that you're passionate about yeah it's uh it's a difficult one writing is like for is in a lot of a lot of jobs and everything like that but if you like want to like to be a creative writer or anything like that it's a very niche thing and it's also a very difficult thing to try and get into our way right now writers right now on films and tv are literally on fucking strike right now um which is you know keep on going people we're here fully fully behind you and supporting you as best we can um but that's like even if you try to get into a newspaper or something like that that's incredibly fucking difficult as well and so it's like yeah I, I i see where you're coming from from that there's no doubt about that but you know but yeah i, I was late i was very late bloomer when it came to figuring out what i wanted to do so i don't think i have 
truth be told. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I'm just doing shit for the hell of it. <laughs> yeah. Good though. No, I mean, I, as far as like learning things, the learning thing goes, it's like, you know, I just, I do, right? Like I've just been saying, you know, I've been reading academic papers about video games, but... <laughs> But, uh, you know, I was just, uh, just before this podcast started, I'd, I'd finished food, I was ready, and then I was like, cool, well, we still, I've still got, like, 30 minutes. So I just put on a video about a volcano, and I learned about, I learned about Yellowstone Volcano. It's the hell of it. Cool. <laughs> I've been learning about dinosaurs in a volcano. Dinosaurs in a volcano. Oh, around a volcano. Around a volcano. At a high school volcano. <laughs> is this? Oh, I was going to say this isn't the unannounced Dino Crisis Four currently in development. <laughs> no, no. Games, no. No, okay. no, 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 yeah, yeah, no, no. I've been playing Goodbye Volcano High. Um, I haven't played much of it. I've like played an hour and a half, um, uh, and it's just I've just been too busy to to get back to it. And everything like that, my cracked back onto it over the weekend, and like I'm just having a look at it right now, and I've seen but walkthroughs oh, not cool. too long. Yeah, I could get this done. Someone said that's, that's good though, because that means I can get on to Sea of Stars. I've seen <laughs> I've seen six to eight hours for uh, yeah for for Vol- the volcano. <clears throat> that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I just well, realised you saying that I haven't played a video game since last Friday morning. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, since you completed a certain thing. since I completed a certain thing. <laughs> I've been watching Someone Stargate. What? I've been watching Stargate. I've been watching The Expanse. Damn. <laughs> I'm on season. I'm at the end of season two. Watching Stargate SG One from the very beginning. <clears throat> nice. I mentioned it, and someone I mentioned it to a bunch because that's what I do, right? When I'm, I, I tell everyone what I'm doing. I can't help it. And then one person did say, "I don't think they watch the podcast, but it is hilarious." That one person did say, oh, "I didn't know you like Stargate," and I'm like. <laughs> There's a literal fucking sign <laughs> right behind you. That's your been head. there the entire time. <laughs> yeah, it has. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't think they watch the podcast. But it is still funny because if they do, it's just like there's been a Stargate thing behind me for like 150 podcasts. <laughs> I've just realized something. You, I'm missing two I was gonna say, Yeah, no, as soon as you said you've just realized something, I looked and I was like, huh. I thought maybe your light was just turned up so it was reflecting. So that was the bang that I heard like three days oh, ago. Oh, yeah, that might be it. I heard a bang and I literally went, ah, ah, and I literally even texted the missus saying, I heard a bang, what the hell's going on downstairs? Thinking it was downstairs. It's the pub exploded. She was at work. As the world ended, have they finally done it? Has the oh. Tories finally killed us all? Oh my god! Why am I, Why am I still alive? What's going on? Why funny. have they left me here? <laughs> well, funny enough, that's what I was learning about before we started recording the podcast. Yellowstone is not going to erupt and kill us all. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the Tories aren't going to blow us up yet. <laughs> I was like, oh god! No, they need us to continue to give them all our money. They're not going to blow us up. Also, they can give them back to the mates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Jesus. I just realized, I was like, I just noticed it now. I've been in here all day. I've worked here today. So I'm like, I didn't even notice it at all. To be fair, you're not facing it. <laughs> yeah, true. And I've never, I haven't had a camera on at you all. You would only have, so. yeah, this for now. So you've really, you've noticed it as soon, more or less as soon as you could. My God. <laughs> it's fine. It's an Easter egg. What what episode did Moody lose two of his displays? 
Oh no, 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 I'm pretty sure they were up last week. I think I think it's happened over like the weekend. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Which episode yeah. number? And then it'll be like 3647. <laughs> so 3647. <laughs> 3,647 if, if we have a 3,647 movie I'm going to need you to come put me out of my misery <laughs> God how old would we be then? Like 600 years old <laughs> No we wouldn't I what, don't know 300, I don't know how to do maths now, It's 54, week, 54 weeks in a, in a year Yeah and you're talking about 3,000 more podcasts So so, 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 so I know I was going to start the review, but now I need to know the answer. Yeah, I need to so, know. So, so hold well. on, right? There's, there's 52 weeks in a year times how many? Let's just round it, round it out and say 3,000. Say 3,000. That's 156,000 weeks. So, okay. How many, how many Episodes. years is that? What did I just say? Three, one, 100. And fifty six thousand weeks. The suspense is killing me. Hold on, I need to do some more math. <laughs> You're like that doesn't sound right. You no, it's, it sounds right. Years. It sounds right. Um, What's the number? What twenty twenty three plus two? Huh. It would be the year 5,014. <laughs> so it's what, two? 2,000 3, years. 2,991 years. <laughs> if we wanted to get to episode 3,067. Yeah, give or take. Fucking hell. I guess 3,367. 3, right, well, I told my Mrs. Adelie she'll hit 80, so... I yeah, think, yeah, I don't I'm think not, we're going to hit 3,000. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't hey, think that's gonna happen. Look, my mask is probably wrong. It usually is. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I don't need maths for maybe reviewing video, video game? games. Yeah, I wrote a video game review in in in, know, in, in the finally. style of what we've been doing. I know. Finally, yeah, <laughs> I opened because I just have a reviews document on uh, Google Docs. And so I, do I. <laughs> and I. And I just, I was like, oh, I'll write it in here. And I opened it and it, and the, it was like, Dave the Diver. And I was like, has it really been <laughs> since Dave the Diver, since I wrote a review? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it has. Because yeah, Venva and Viewfinder and stuff, I was like, you wrote the reviews and I just talked with you. And it's for Venva. But yeah, no. So I wrote a Baldur's Gate 3 review. And wouldn't you know it, it's definitely a little bit longer than a normal review that i would normally write because hey you know what it's a fucking <clears throat> a 90 hour game all right well before we get into your review and everything like that i'll crack on and do the things that we always do now balls gate 3 is being has been created by larian studios and released on august the 2023 pc and and it releases the, uh, on the 6th of september i believe for ps5 Right now on open credit it is at a mighty open credit rating with a top critic average of 96 and 100% critics recommend Baldur's Gate 3. IGN gave it a 10 out of 10. Thank God they didn't ask Destin to do the review. You will give, give it a 4 out of 5. PC Gaming 97 out of 100. Metro Game Central 9 out of 10. Games Radar plus 5 out of 5. Gaming for a 9.5 out of 10. Destructoid 10 out of 10. Hobbies Consoles. I've Con never heard of this. Ho hobbies Consoles. It's Spanish. 
Okay. Uh, 96 out of 100. Those are all the ones on the front. Oh, open critic. Amy. going to say, if you're going to do them all, I'm, I'm going to go make a cup of tea. Maybe yeah, there's 87 watch. of them there, and I'm not going to do all that, no. Watch an episode uh, Amy. of <laughs> <laughs> What are your thoughts on Baldur's Gate 3? Is it the game of the year? I don't know. It's, it's August. I don't know. I don't know. That's don't what know. everyone says. Everyone's forgotten about Zelda. Zelda who? Zelda That's what who? everyone's talking about. Everyone's just Zelda who now. I don't have a funny joke. I was trying to think of one, but I don't have one. Anyway, I wrote this last Friday, so <clears throat> I forgot most of it. So let's see what I said. <laughs> Baldur's Gate 3 the biggest game of 2023, or at least of the past few months. A grand epic adventure across Dungeons & Dragons sword coast as players gather a party and race against time to save themselves from turning into a monster, unraveling and struggling against a conspiracy of world-ending proportions along the way, or choosing to turn into a monster and aiding the conspiracy of world-ending proportions, or something in between. Baldur's Gate 3 is just that kind of game after all. So I'm just going to get this out of the way right off the bat, because if you're listening to these words, then you've undoubtedly heard me talk about the game over the past few weeks. Baldur's Gate 3 is a magnificent game. I am going to add a couple of asterisks to that assessment as this review goes on, though. But for the majority of my 80 to 90 hours with the game, I was enraptured. My Steam account had trouble tracking my playtime, so I'm not 100% sure how long my first playthrough has taken. Whatever free time I've had for the past few weeks has been completely devoted to my adventure across the Forgotten Realms, from spending hours exploring every corner of the titular city to squeezing in a quick quest or two before leaving the house. I've been playing tabletop RPGs, including Dungeons & Dragons, for decades. There's nothing quite like getting together with a group of like-minded people and collaboratively imagining your way through a story. And although Baldur's Gate 3 isn't a one-to-one -one replication of this, a feat which would be impossible without a GM reacting flexibly in the moment <clears throat> to whatever ridiculous bullshit your tempo bard is trying to pull at any given moment, it comes far closer than any RPG, which is a testament to how deeply Larian Studios understands the type of experience it's trying to recreate in Baldur's Gate 3. I'll talk about the combat first, which is personally my least favourite thing about D&D. It's engaging, thanks in large part to the fact all of the game's fights feel purposeful. You know that thing in RPGs where you're wandering around a map constantly getting into random encounters that become a source of annoyance seemingly placed in the world because some executives or directors have incorrectly surmised that players will get bored if they can't murder something every few steps? There's very little of that here. Every fight, from the most epic engagements to the smallest of skirmishes, all feel purposefully placed. There's a reason for every fight you have, or avoid, in Baldur's Gate 3. That in and of itself goes a long way to making combat encounters actually feel consistently engaging. The mechanics of combat are a pretty faithful recreation of D&D, specifically 5th edition. From initiative deciding, turn order, to the action economy, most characters get a main action, a bonus action, and a movement each turn, although some classes can do extra stuff if they level themselves in a specific way. As your character and their companions level up, you start to unlock a huge breadth of different abilities, skills, and spells. Although this gives you huge room for experimentation, and a staggering amount of different options for murder, I did mostly end up relying on a rotation of about 4 or 5 spells 95% of the time. There are no stats tracking this, but I imagine my most used spells by quite some margin on my bard character with Tasha's hideous laughter and Misty Step. 
It was a similar story with my companions, too. Shadowheart might have had about 20 or so spells at her disposal, but unless I was trying to do something really specific, I was mainly using the same handful over and over again. And there's nothing wrong with this. It's not a criticism of the game in any way, merely an observation. While I imagine it can be a little hard to wrap your head around at first if you're unfamiliar with D&D, and the in-game explanations of how combat specifically works and how the UI is laid out can make things a little confusing. Once you get into the flow of how the game functions in fights, the rhythm of combat can be quite satisfying. Although again, I've been playing D&D for more than 20 years, so it's a system I'm intimately familiar with. What Baldur's Gate 3 manages to replicate from D&D that I was not expecting was the wackiness that players inevitably bring with them into fights. Early on in one of my D&D campaigns, my group were fighting some monsters that only took damage from magical sources. This wasn't a huge problem for the spellslingers in the party, but it was a problem for me, a fighter with a non-magical sword. And so I got creative. I kicked one of the enemies off the rooftop we were fighting on, and I tackled another enemy into a moonbeam that had been cast by our party druid. It's just the kind of thing you can do in D&D. I never expected to be able to get away with things like this in Baldur's Gate 3. It's D&D, but it's still a video game. And yet, somehow, this creativity has been translated into the experience wonderfully. You're still constrained by the mechanics that are present in the game, but those mechanics are incredibly robust and allow you to do a lot more than swing axes or fire spells, like using a bonus action to shove a self-destructing enemy into the midst of a group of other enemies, with the resulting explosion causing a chain reaction that turned a pretty difficult fight into a cakewalk. Or using a, an arrow of Roaring Thunder to blast a full health boss who was the final encounter in a multi-act companion quest, and I assume was meant to be a tough fight, off the edge of a platform and into a chasm. He died without ever getting an attack. Allowing players to creatively use the abilities at their command makes it, takes a good combat system and makes it really fun to mess around with. <clears throat> the biggest issue is figuring out which three characters to bring with you into fights. Not because there are characters who are clearly more powerful than others, although they all have their specialised roles and that are determined by their classes, which you can change it for a small fee back at camp, but because they're all so brilliantly written and performed that you want to bring them all. Baldur's Gate 3's biggest strength is the party that you gather to fight by your side, or even players if you choose to forego crafting your own character, and instead choose to play as one of the origin characters who are made up of your potential party members. The reason I love this game as much as I do is because I got to go on an adventure with these beautiful, wonderful people, and that includes the exceptionally written and voiced narrator that accompanies you throughout the entire game. The overarching story of Baldur's Gate 3 is... fine. It's suitably epic, with end-of-the-world level stakes that slowly reveal themselves over the course of the game's three acts, with some truly incredible high points, such as the extraordinary House of Hope quest, which might just be my favourite RPG quest ever, featuring one of my favourite NPCs of the last decade. Or one late-stage villain who's just having way too much fun menacing you and your band of misfits and chewing every piece of the machinery she can find. But it's the characters that are the source of many of the best moments of Baldur's Gate 3 has to offer. Their personal quest lines are amazing, tying into the main story, other game's central themes, or just existing as genuinely good pieces of fiction, with one notable exception I'll get to in a second. The journey some of these characters go through is genuinely more compelling than the main plot, which itself is a good roller coaster ride. But it's not just the biggest moments the game nails, what humanizes these characters and makes them my favorite video game companions in years are the smaller ones. The party you throw after a particularly tough series of fights, encountering a circus with Karlik and a bunch of other examples I'm not going to get into here. 
Um, oh, actually, I should have gotten those examples because I just read the next paragraph. This allows me to segue into a short tangent <laughs> to shout out the excellent romance system in the game. You can definitely just fuck around and have fun. Two of my favorite intimate encounters in the game are with characters you definitely cannot start long-term relationships with. But I'll always give major props to a game whose romance arcs don't end once you've had sex with a character. Baldur's Gate 3 treats sex as one part of a relationship, not the ultimate end goal of one. Unless you're just trying to bang devils, in which case, have fun. I genuinely cannot wait to play this game again, not to even make different choices and see different outcomes, but simply to go on an adventure with my gang of misfits, who I already miss even though it's only been a day since I finished the game. However, this does lead me to an issue that I really want to address. It's not the bugs. Sure, Baldur's Gate 3 has a whole heap of bugs and glitches, especially in the CPU-intensive third act. There are some pretty nasty ones out there, though none that I experienced myself, and the game also gets a bit choppy in its final third but glitches and bugs will be patch and f patched and fixed. In fact, as I was writing this script, Larian deployed his first major patch, which is so extensive it exceeded the word count for Steam patch notes. What's harder to overlook, and almost marred my entire experience with the game, is how incomplete and hollow the game can feel in its third act, especially in its ending. It's evident, even without data miners combing through the game's files, that a lot has been cut from the third act, and it hasn't been cut very well. Now things get cut from video games all the time, it's the nature of any creative endeavour that not everything will make it into the final product. Unfortunately what seems to have been cut does a great deal to harm the overall experience. I'm not going to go into any details because they will be spoilers. Like I said, this is mostly harshly felt in the, first, in the final act of the game. Quest lines go nowhere, some companions literally have nothing to do. Things are teased that simply never come to fruition, plot holes suddenly open up beneath your feet, character motivations and actions can shift and twist in unbelievable ways, and one major endgame villain feels hilariously pointless. The promised epilogues, which are a staple of the CRPG genre, have disappeared into the Shadow Realm, and the 17,000 potential ending variations have been pared down to less than 1% of that number, with most companions having disappointingly brief roles to play in the ending cutscene, if they even show up at all. Uh, this next paragraph is about something that they've already patched into the game, but I'm going to leave it stand. I'm going to leave. I'm going to read it as it is, because it builds into my bigger point, I think. One of your companions gets, to put it bluntly, completely fucked. Their questline comes to a sudden stop, despite dialogue and items pointing you in the direction of the next quest step. Instead of being able to complete the quest and earn them a good ending, your only option is to watch a variation of their bad endings. I don't mind a tragic story, and the actor really sells the hell out of the material they're given, but tragic stories only work if you try everything to avoid them but fail. This is more, we tried nothing and we're all out of ideas. Or to use a more modern reference, this is Baldur's Gate 3's version of Daenerys kind of forgot about the Iron Fleet. This alone, aside from everything else, left a really bitter taste in my mouth right at the end of the game. But I said it almost marred the entire experience. While there are certainly things I'll be salty about forever in this game, it's still a phenomenal RPG, one whose numerous and frequent high points outweigh the game almost unraveling in its final third. This is still easily one of the best games of the year in a year packed with bangers. I'm talking about the difference between Baldur's Gate 3 being one of the best games of the year and being one of the best games of all time, which is a thin distinction. <clears throat> Baldur's Gate 3, as it exists now, is still a fantastic game. Rarely does a game so completely take over my life as this one has for the past month. I'm sitting here writing this review while feeling that bittersweet feeling of having finished the game, glad that I experienced it, but sad that it's over. I've had an amazing time on this journey, and Baldur's Gate 3 is easily one of the 
best games of 2023. So that was a bit longer, but you know, again, 90 hour game. Had a few had a few complicated feelings when I finished it. <laughs> As you might have heard. <laughs> yes, I did. Well, that's fantastic to hear that you obviously you know, we all we've said on many occasions, no game is perfect. Every game has an issue and type of thing and whatnot. And like I think you've uh, outlined them all out pretty well. It sucks to hear that, that I already knew about this because we spoke about it last week, but um like it sucks to hear that like a ma- like the f- third act is a bit but pretty much a mess it sounds like. It, it is it is yeah, a mess is a good way to describe it because it still has those high mom- those high points like the the one quest that I referenced as being like my favorite, the House of Hope is the third act quest. So mm-hmm. it's not like the third act, just the wheels completely fall off or anything. Like, there's still yeah. some fucking amazing things to do in the third act. But yeah, like, it it becomes apparent that they ran out of some, like, maybe they ran out of time. Um, I don't know. I saw people talking about an area that got cut, but then there's some contention over that. Um, but whatever happened, like, yeah, there's some characters that just do not have anything to do in the third act. Like, they just ha- chill at camp. <laughs> and like they don't have anything to do or say like beyond like a voice line here or there and when you do a major like story thing they'll yeah. say like one thing when you interact with them and then that's it and like the one character who got totally fucked over made me so angry <laughs> because they were what? my favorite character um and and then you get to like the final you do the thing you do whatever like big ending that you get and then you have like the final cutscene of the game. It's so unbelievably anticlimactic. And then I thought it's fine because the epilogues will fail, all like save it, you know, yeah. like the ones we heard about pre-release, where it's like, hey, this is what all the characters got up to, and it's like, no, no, there were none. Like it faded to the credits. There was a post-credit scene, and that was it. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> like I didn't even see some of my companions in the final cutscene of the game. What the fuck happened? <laughs> I don't even know what happened to some of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, that does suck indeed. It's not that bad. Especially with the with how attached you've got to the to some of the characters and everything like that. And oh, that's hell what, yeah. That's what that is they're very disappointing. I hate, uh, that sucks to hear that. There's no doubt about that. Um overall, what do you believe? Uh what what are you take what do you take from this game overall? Because I'm very curious, like, we've already discussed this, obviously, with the stupid Desmond thing that we talked about <laughs> yeah. a couple of weeks ago and everything. But what, you know, what is it for you? What is the overall takeaway from this game? If Everyone's saying it's fucking fantastic. Yes, I've heard myself, like, I've heard from you, but also other people, like, the third act is very much messy as hell and everything, but, like, it's still a phenomenal game. Yeah. What, what what do you take from it? I'm curious. Yeah, so like, you know, with the third <clears throat> act sort of shaking apart the game itself apart is it's it's weird. It's like it's cuz you don't start th- you you notice when you're playing it like it's hard not to notice like things are falling up to pieces. Um and 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 it stands in stark contrast especially to the first act which, you know, is incredibly well put together. It was an early access <laughs> the entire time, you know. So that makes sense. Um, the fact that the game doesn't completely fly fly apart is miraculous. Um, it should have. Like the the main plot never feels like you. I can't really go too much in depth with it without spoiling 
everything. Yeah. But that like the, the main plot is weird in that you have main antagonists who reveal themselves that you have to deal with. And it feels like they're barely present in the story. And then you go to the, do the one quest that deals with them. And then it's like, cool, that was done. <laughs> and so it feels so strange. And then you move on to the final, final like stretch um, yeah. of the game, which is well, like... kind of... Yeah, go on. Sorry, it's I'm like, which know. is like, ah, we're not, now we're concentrating on the thing that we should have maybe should have been doing this entire time but like this is it's, it's, it's weird it's like they had a story plotted out and then they removed a couple of pieces and i don't know if this is accurate and then it was like okay how do we tie these threads back together and and then it's like it's gotten a bit tangled up in a couple of places yeah uh it, that sounds like it's sounds like a newbie game <laughs> Especially the it's way not that it's bad. like, <laughs> no, I meant just of how big it is, of to the part of like it's it's so big, you're doing so much, you can kind of forget about the main story, yeah, the main antagonist and everything like that, and like that, I'm not gonna lie, that is, that's a, that 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 makes me question getting it a little bit. Well, but I'm still gonna give it a go. I've told you I've said on Monica. I said it last week. I this have, is my Christmas game, so I do, I'm good. I do have a recommendation for you on that regard. Like, we'll we'll get to it after I've, we've done this, given the score, because I do have a thing I want to say about that. But yeah, no, like the third act is huge still, even though it's clearly missing bits. Um, yeah, because it it is the culmination of so many storylines, right? So like, again, the House of Hope quest is like a culmination of a storyline that started like in act one um so like you know it's 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 a big epic awesome quest but it's also like it's something you've been dealing with like throughout the game um and that yes. extends to like a bunch of compa party companions again not all of them for some reason um but like most of them do have stuff to do in act three um where you have to like go and finish their quest. Like there was one party companion who I didn't really like interact with much, <clears throat> um, but like I was doing the steps of their quest as their quest was updating, and then I was like, I don't, I don't really, I don't really like you that much, you know. Like we, it's there's always that companion in a party RPG where it's like, eh, you, you're here and that's cool, and I'll talk to you and get you get your quests and stuff. But like apart from that, it's like fine. And then we did that guy's final quest. And when we did it and we got the outcome, we did the thing. I was like, oh, actually, that was awesome. <laughs> like, I actually, like, had this whole, like, reevaluation in my head of how much I like this character. <laughs> well, that's good. Or I was like, I'm going to focus more on you when I play this game again. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. That's what you want to see at the end of the day. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything else really to say. Really, you've answered a lot of things. You've said a lot of things in, from your from your written review and everything like that. You stated the good, the bad, and everything like that. Um, I don't know if I can't remember if you said. Sorry if I misheard you. Um, how's the? I love a good score music. How's the score music in this game? It's excellent. Like when you've got a game that's over, when you've got a game that's approaching like a hundred hours. Yeah. The music's got to be good because you're going to hear some of it a lot. Like, yeah. they didn't write 5,000 battle themes <laughs> for all the different fights that you have. Um, and it's really good. I mentioned this on Blue Sky, actually, after it happened. But the House of Hope has a moment, um, a musical moment, 
in it, and anyone who's played it knows, already knows what I'm talking about, that just knocked my fucking socks off with how good it was. And uh, some, I was talking to someone about it, like in the replies, and I was saying, like, yeah, when when the song started, I just stopped playing and I just appreciated it for for a minute. <laughs> and then I got yeah, on with the fight. Um, yeah, no, the music is excellent. The score is excellent. The voice acting is tremendous. Like I read somewhere today that like they had like two hundred plus mocap models for the game um, to like to like really make the the all of the different characters' animations feel alive. And it's just like you can tell, like when you're talking to like even like fairly minor NPCs. Yeah, it's like you can tell they feel alive. They're not they're not doing the Mass Effect or the or the Starfield ball. Uh, the Elder Scrolls thing where they're just standing like that, talking to you, <laughs> and maybe their eyes move. <laughs> it's like no, and that's no shade on those games, you know. You know, not every studio is gonna fucking mocap three hundred people, but like, or their upcoming game at all. <laughs> yeah, but like, I mean, that, that feeds into the thing we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. It's like the, 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 even Larian probably aren't gonna make a game of this scope again. Like not for some time, that's yeah. for sure. There's no doubt about that. Like push rooms to shove, like they could just do bloody DLC for this game for years and years and years. Like for the next five years while prepping preparing for their next big thing or next thing they want to do if they wanted to. Like you've said, they've cut out they cut out they clearly cut out a lot of crap a lot of crap, a lot of stuff from the third chapter. They did. That maybe they could revalue it, re redo and make it into more a dlc story that's can somehow maybe be weaved in to be not just to be done after the game but yeah there's a lot there's a lot of games that do dlc's that to be done after the game so, um for that so maybe that's something they can do and i think so i they, don't know they talked about this yesterday um i thought about i thought yeah i thought about rewriting my review because i did see like them post about it yesterday Mm -hmm. um and i chose not to because one it's still true this review is still true in my experience of the game um it should be should be nothing else (laughs) and it builds into a larger point i want to make um in terms of like what you were just saying about wanting now you're not sure even though i've just given it a glow the the glowingest review i've given a game in 2023 you're like i'm not sure if i want to play it um the so the character specific character quest that i mentioned in my written review you know who gets fucked um so they've added a new epilogue to that character's story i don't know what it does um but um they're going to add the epilogues back in because they're they, they put an update out and one of the things they talked about was the cut content and they mentioned like a lot of things have been cut that you've you found in the in the things are um like things that we cut for creative reasons, which again, yeah, you know, that happens. You cut things for creative reasons. I think all of the things that I've seen since I finished the game that have been found to be cut, I think some of them just make sense in terms of things that would be cut. And then there's a few things where I'm like, why the fuck did you cut that? Um, the epilogues was was one thing that was cut that they've said, oh, we cut this because we, we just thought it would drag the ending on. It's like, your ending sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it does. Um... But like they they talk, they're going to try and put those back in in a later patch, um, which is good oh, because I think the game needs it. Um, personally, um, I that's think fantastic. Any, any game where you get attached to characters like this needs some sort of epilogue to say like, here's what these characters did next. Because I give a shit. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? I give a shit yeah. about what happened to these characters. Yeah. Um, but like it was for me. Sorry for putting in there. But for, uh, for me, like it was kind of the same for. Uh, like I'll say this, like why I keep crying out for every time we talk about this bloody studio, Dragon Age, Dragon Age Inquisition. Like I bought every single DLC for that because not only because I loved playing the game, but I was invested in the characters. And when they released the DLC, that was the, def- the basically the definitive end. It was the ending of their story, done and dusted. Whatever happens, you're not going to be playing your character again for mm-hmm. whatever happens, however, what happens in that game for the next game. So based for it, so how were they going to end... Uh, tie everything up and sort it all out i think they did an incredible job with that because they give when the game ends and everything like on whatever choices you've decided to do and everything they give you other stuff they show you other stuff at the end of the game mm-hmm. as well it's not like cgi scenes or anything like that but it's just like little like scripts going through the load yeah. screen and everything like that telling you what, what these you characters want. have been doing and everything like that so like i really really like that and it was just a lovely little touch yes it was yeah. something that took i think about say 18 months to get to by the yeah. end obviously since the release of the game because obviously they released two dlcs that could be played anytime during the story and obviously the final dlc which yeah. like got like it was just uh, it was it was an amazing ending. I thought it was absolutely brilliant because it gave me a satisfying ending yeah. for myself for it. So, but go so on, for me, that? for me, just on, to build off of what you were just saying no, no, there, like to me, the the high watermark for this is Dragon Age Origins, and always will mm-hmm. be. Like you, the the ending of the plot is you spoilers, I guess. <laughs> you beat the bad guy. How's that a spoiler? But like the ending of the plot is you beat the bad guy, and then. Uh, you know, all of the things that choices that you make leading up to that are like, you know, like maybe it's like these people show up to help and maybe it's this thing happens. But at the end of the day, you fight the bad guy and you win or you die and you reload a save and then you do it again. And then after that, you get to talk to all of you, all, all the characters. He was still alive one last time and you have a nice chat and then the game ends and then boom, you've got your epilogue screens where it's like each character and what happened what happens to them next? I'm like, that's how you do it, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't disagree. I agree with you. That's how you do it. That's how oh, so many games just haven't learned that lesson from whenever Dragon Age Origins came out. And it sounds like Inquisition did the same thing. Like even after even after the base game, you you talk to all the characters and they told you what they were gonna do next. You know what I yeah. mean? Like that's my shit, man. And then you get Baldur's Gate 3 specifically, bring it back to the game that we're talking about, and there's like a cutscene where like a bunch of, a few things happen, and then like it's really weird, and, and then the game goes, ah, you will always be known as the savior of Baldur's Gate, or at least it did for me, I'm sure it's different endings for different people, depending on what they did at the end, but then it you just... You will always be known to be the man or the person who fucked up Baldur's Gate. <laughs> and then, you and know, then like, like, yeah, but... What? I didn't do it! And I don't want to... Th- I only shagged the bear. <laughs> I didn't. I told you I wasn't going to, and I didn't. But no, like, there's like characters flips because I've been because I've had a few people who have been playing this that I know, and we've been chatting about it, and we've all been chatting about like the game, and like there's some moments where you just go, "What the fuck just happened?" Like, 
there's a character in this game who who just suddenly like you make a, a single choice and like you know he's not going to be happy with it but you think you know maybe, like my character's a fucking bard right i've got fucking persuasion expertise out the ass like i'll i'll convince him why this is a good idea and instead he just goes oh well see you later then i'm gonna go and join the bad guys and fucks off and you're just like what the fuck <laughs> like his motivation just suddenly flips on its head <laughs> and oh, no. I was just like, "What the fuck just happened?" <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's not good. <laughs> like, and and there's a, there's a bunch of stuff like that where like character like motivations. Like, you missed the scene here. <laughs> like, did I just did I just skip a cutscene? Like, what the hell just happened? Um, and you get a few of those. But again, like, I don't want to brag too. I don't want to bag too much on the game because this is still a fucking fantastic game. But the, my specific recommendation that I've been hinting about is like Larry and a patch and stuff into this game. And they've done this. This has happened before, with specifically with Larian Studios, with their previous few games, Divinity Original Sin 1 and 2, yeah. where people have had similar criticisms that I've just had and with those games, and then they've gone back and worked on them. And then what's happened is they patched stuff into the game, and then around about a year later, they've released Divinity Original Sin 2 Definitive Edition, which took that game you don't you know in the part of the reviewer i said it's the difference between Baldur's gate 3 being one of the best games of the year to being like one of the best games ever like they, they make that they bridge that gap with the other two games and i'm not saying they're definitely going to make a Baldur's gate 3 enhanced edition but what i'm saying is maybe just hold off if the things that i've said about act three specifically or banking you sort of go oh i don't know because it sounds like it might be a bit dissatisfying hang a fire and see what they do i know that's a weird yeah. recommendation for a game i'm about to give five stars but <laughs> just just hold your fire and see what larry and do next because they do have a track record of making these mistakes but they also have a track record of fixing them and making a much better game the second time around <laughs> like your argument your your argument is the only flaw in your argument is for me is that I won't have the time for that. Yeah, sure. That's the thing about it. For me, it's either I play it at Christmas or and I don't play it at all, and that's something that I'll never get back to. And, and that's hey, disappointing. So. They've already, like I said, it's been what three weeks since four weeks yeah, since four August, weeks against yeah. the game Third came of August. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it. Four, four weeks since four weeks, the game yeah. came out. Yeah. The criticisms of the ending, of the character specifically. Um, didn't start when the game came out because no one had finished the game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so they only started recently, but they've already patched something in to help with it. They're already talking about the next patch, putting epilogues back in. So even by Christmas, like they might have already improved the situation. So maybe even just waiting until Christmas might just be a case of, hey, they've put a bunch of cool stuff. So maybe it's even by the time we get to Christmas, I'll be playing it again. <laughs> yeah, um, to like to get those sweet, sweet epilogues. I will go through the whole game again to get those epilogues. <laughs> um, but no, like if you can't wait and you and you want to play it because you just, you're just really hyped to play it, fucking play it because like I said, it is still a, an amazing experience. The highs... Yeah. Outweigh the laws, like by a tremendous degree. Yeah, I think that, part of the problem is a lot of the laws are <laughs> right at the end, which is the last thing that you do. <laughs> but by the end, but like I said, like you said, like by Christmas, so you've hopefully fixed those endings or those laws yeah. in the end. And 
and um and that's all good then so yeah uh yeah i'm still gonna hold off till christmas for it just because of what's all coming out like right now i'm playing goodbye volcano high hopping straight on to sea of thieves sea of, sea of, thieves, sea of, sea of stars, stars after that um i saw I definitely which i definitely can't wait to crack on to then with sea of stars yeah sea i of stars. have it uh flashing up on my xbox my xbox is still turned on yeah. It does that I thing where it's have, showing you achievements yeah. you don't have, and even though yeah. I haven't booted the game up for some reason, it's like, hey, you're almost got the Sea of Stars achievement, and I'm like, how? <laughs> I haven't even started the game yet. <laughs> done anything, gonna people, come on. But no, yeah, and then obviously Starfields the week after. But thankfully after that for me, I've got a little bit of a lull period for me. Probably different for you. Probably. But for me, yeah, like there's nothing really the week after to what I can see of what I would probably want to play. Mm. But then, uh, then after that, it's like, the idea that yeah, Starfield I'm and gonna, I'm like the missus has already said after seeing the trailer for it at Gamescom, she's like, "Wait, there's a new Mortal Kombat coming out." Ah, okay. And I said, "Yeah, yeah, there is, yeah, 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 yeah." And then she was like, "I won't lie. If you saw her how she was reacting to the trailer, Amy, it would have made you laugh your ass off. <laughs> it was really funny." <laughs> yeah, fuck him up. <laughs> like, oh, Kill him. Yes, yes. Oh, what are you gonna do? Oh, 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 yes, damn it! It was like, wait, what? Thought, have you ever thought? Have you thought about instead of getting me into these um, reactions to to like games, common summer games, like just get just get <laughs> Sophia to do it? Sounds like. It's better content. <laughs> uh, yeah. I filmed it one time uh, reacting to the first teaser trailer for the film version of Le Miserable, Le Miserable. She loves that play. Absolutely adores it. So when she saw that Hugh Jackman and like Russell Crowe were doing one and everything like that, she was just like, oh my God, oh my God. So I filmed it from the awesome. background. She didn't realize I was filming it. Of course. But she was watching it and she turned around. She was just bawling in tears. I was like, that's so cool. Straight on YouTube. Straight on fucking YouTube. And I'm going to get, I'm going to get a hundred thousand <laughs> clips. I have views. Clearly, yeah. And I would have titled it, Numb Fucked Cries a Trailer. <laughs> <laughs> with a shock with a shock face <laughs> oh yeah and you would but it would have been it. it would have been your face for some reason not hers yeah <laughs> should i put that on should i put that on 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 the thumbnail for this like Baldur's gate 3 review and it's just me going <laughs> and me just like justice for <laughs> character name (laughs) (laughs) no but it's fantastic to hear five stars by the way sorry let's confirm it here five Five stars for borders gate three so my first i don't know if i was gonna say is that your first five star this year no it is yeah yeah, and i and i went back because obviously we haven't been doing the star ratings all yeah but it even if we had been it still wouldn't would be my first five star. I'm review. surmising you haven't star rated Zelda yet. No, not yet. Yeah, I thought not. Because you said you've said that. You said you're not reviewing that until the end of the year. So Yeah. But it's no. funny that you've reviewed Baldur's Gate, which is arguably just as big as Zelda. <laughs> and... Zelda <laughs> is a chill game to explore. Like, I pick up the Switch. I don't at the moment because I don't have controllers that work. But uh, I pick up the Switch and, like, I just fanning about for a bit. And then I put it down. Baldur's yeah. Gate 3 was, um, oh, I have to see what happens next. You know? Which I always knew it was going to be. That's why I knew I was going to review Baldur's Gate 3 before August was over. Because yeah. I was like, I have to know what happens next. I have to see the next bit. And 
do yeah. the next thing and I became it's obsessed. Fa- <laughs> yeah, it's fast. So I'm going through my games right now, but obviously I have my own personal list and everything like that. Sure. I have three for me, three five out of five games right now. Which is I'm just like and I love how the difference is between you and me and everything like that. So it's like I really We treat like that. the we treat the star rating scale differently. I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, true. True, 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 true. We all have our own scales. That's why mm-hmm. that's why review aggregate websites are ultimately fairly useless. Like everybody treat everybody uses their review scale differently. That's why they that's why they're always that's why they, 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 they're fun to look at, but not much else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Amy, it's time for Indie Game of the Week. And it is. Go for our halftime stuff, I don't even so. need to do anything this week. I'll intro it. It's Indie Game of the Week. This is the thing we do every week where we talk about a cool-looking upcoming <clears throat> indie game. This week's indie game is by Sweet Carol. Carol? Carol. We'll go Carol. with Carol. And I, I didn't pick it, so it, Moody brought this is brought to you by one Mr. Moody. By Sweet, by Sweet Carol is a horror thrill thriller game inspired by the greatest animation movies and, cre- and created by Chris Dow- Dowell. Uh, be, be ready to re- to jump into the world of Car- Carol and wait, it says Carl and it then says Carol. Yeah. I don't really know. I just got copy paste. The rabbits that that has infested it. Uh, developed by Little Sewing Machine, uh, Sewing Machine, and Mean Grip Studios, published when well, published, it's going to be published by Just for Games, and it's going to come for Steam in 2024. I have to fix it. I'm sorry. That's fine. <laughs> I know. Come I know. On. I know. I know. I'm not updating the Steam thing. I've copied it from, but from the thing, I, I have to fix the grammar. Um. Yeah, cool. So tell me about this because I hadn't even heard of it until you were like. So this game I've had on my radar for quite some time and everything like that because I have played this game. I can state this and everything like that. Um, this game is a basically old school for for its animation. It's old school Disney when it comes to its animation. If you look at the trailer, it's absolutely just the animation alone is absolutely breathtaking and everything, and it looks absolutely breathtaking. And when I saw it, I was literally thinking. I got the chills of like of of like when I was like when I saw Cuphead just because of how great that animation was I loved that animation style it was so cartoony and so fun and everything even though the game was a fucking pain in the ass <laughs> um, but no yeah I absolutely just love this so so much I thought oh it was absolutely amazing and they finally obviously have announced it and everything and revealed it at Gamescom and everything and showed the gameplay of it at Gamescom trailers out there go and check it out on YouTube and whatnot but also go and give them on Steam, yeah, and go and give them the support on Steam by wishlisting it. It's like, it's a game. Like this, this looks so so good, and like the, it's just I loved it when I when I played it. I didn't play much of it, but when I did play it, I was just like, yes, give me this, give me, give me, give me. Hell yeah, go wishlist that game, peeps. Links in the description or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Click it, <laughs> watch the trailer, like Mooney said. Click, but most importantly, click that wishlist button because it really helps the developers and they love it. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Let's take a break, Mooney. Yeah, I don't know if you watched last week's podcast, but I did leave your contextless in last time, so I'm I'm excited to see what I can get you to do next. <laughs> you already forgot. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, I've already got it. It's been a long week. Okay, let me know. It's been a long week. <laughs> All right, let's go. Halftime show. 
Peace. Uh, I finally ordered a pop filter for my microphone. <laughs> it's not that bad. I don't feel like it. It, 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 it is um, when I'm editing my own. Yeah, I can hear myself breathing a lot, and it's just like, meh. So I've ordered a pop filter to try and sell it. I also ordered a book um, about the history of JRPGs. Uh, <laughs> cool, cool. So I'm looking forward to reading that. I've got back into listening to audibles, which is really kind of for myself. Um, I'm just uh, my 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 sleep one is. Uh, I always listen to The Martian. I love that film, but that book in general, it's just such a really really fun book. I just love how it says how it starts. Well, I'm fucked. <laughs> it's like yeah, I like that. <laughs> Log entry. I'm pretty much fucked. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to reading this. Um, it's like there. Yeah, it's called the the, the rise of uh, the history of Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest, and the rise of Japanese RPGs in the West, or something like that. Cool. Like, I'm also listening, listening to it. So I've had this one for a while, especially. Uh, I love the original. Uh, so, but, so I'm listening to Ready Player Two right now, and. It's interesting. It's interesting. They go in directions that I didn't I haven't think read, they were going to. I haven't read Ready Player 2 apart from one paragraph of it that got shared around on social media a while ago. What was that? The yeah. the, the transphobic paragraph. <laughs> Trans? Yeah, don't ask me. I don't remember what it said. I just It wasn't a book I was ever going to read. I just I remember it getting shared around a while ago. And if you try to make me recall it, my head will explode. No, 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 no. Was it saying that the book's transphobic? No, um, I think it was just like a bit in it. If I'm right, imagine oh. if imagine it's ready, player two. I love how I've, I've brought us back from the break and we're just doing this. It's fine. Sorry, sorry. I no, it's fine. Because I'm trying to think. I don't think if it was like, if I was wondering if it's the quote like saying the book's transphobic. Because... No, it was a paragraph from, from the book. Like from in the book, where it was like, it's just some really shitty writing. Uh, I don't know. I can't, I can't be bothered to dig through and find it. <laughs> no, I was curious to see if I could just find the paragraph, but uh, the first, the first, uh, the first thing that came up on the Google search was a YouTube video, which I'm not going to watch. And the second th- thing was a um, was a Reddit thread, and I was like, I'm just not going to go through it. <laughs> it's like, I just wanted to see the paragraph, but I guess I don't have the book at hand to whip open. Like, imagine if I just had it bookmarked, and I just went, well, actually, it's this one. <laughs> also, I also don't want to... I don't want to ruin things for people. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. No doubt about it. Um, no, for for me, like just right now, like I'm just like, hmm, that's interesting. The direction you've gone with this, I don't know if it was the uh, direction I would have gone. I also don't know if it, if the book needed a sequel. That's fair. Well, when a book, but when a book, I guess, becomes so popular and he also gets a movie, it's kind of quote unquote wolf. You got to, right? Yeah, you got to now. Apparently. Kind of yeah. yeah, we can't just leave things alone. Like, stories can't be stories that are 
told the beginning, middle, and an end anymore. They've got to set up an entire um, cinematic universe. <laughs> yeah. But, like, the things right now, it's like... I'm not going to spawn any of that, but basically, the main character, uh, Z, he's just like... So you didn't really learn anything from the first book at all, did you? Oh, I see. He's like, he retreads a little bit of the things of what he's done before, and I'm just like... You did, it, it's just like I see where he's going with it. I see where the writer's going with it. Uh, El, El, what was his name? Eldest Klein. Ernest, Ernest, like Klein, Ernest yeah. Klein. I see where where he's going with it, and I can understand that how he's written him to it. But I'm at the same time I'm just like, but did you have to do it that way? No, anyway, okay. George Story. And if that's how he felt, he wanted to go for it. That's his sure, story. Yeah. I'm not gonna go off it on him like that or anything like that. But it's just like hmm, that's interesting. I don't think it's a mess. Like I've seen a lot of people say it's a mess. I don't think it's a mess. I just feel feel like it's a bit like disjointed with how it ends. The first one, I've just felt like you could have gone in another direction, and I just feel like yeah, I don't feel like it's a mess. I just feel like it's maybe just like, huh? But I am enjoying it. There's parts of it like I'm really enjoying still. But yeah, awesome. I'm not here for. Oh please, don't be update. Don't update. Don't update. For God's sake, she'll kill my internet. <laughs> What's updating? Uh, Steam. I just brought Steam up and then fast ah, never, decided, oh, never open to... Steam when you're doing something, mm-hmm. man. Like that, that. For, what is it with Steam killing your internet? Like it doesn't mind as well. Like if Steam starts down, a... if Steam starts down on something, I can tell because whatever else I'm doing on the internet just fucking comes to a halt. Whereas like I can download stuff on the PlayStation, on the Xbox, anything else, and it's like it's fine. But like I can't even like if I was watching something like. If I was, like YouTube, it would just fucking die, and I'd be like, "Cool, Steam's updating something." Then <laughs> <laughs> I know what's happening. Uh, yeah, Steam's killing something. Oh look, Steam's downloading a, a an update for a game, and now I can't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's crack on. Yeah, time to shine. That Still was a working title. Words about books. Now let's do words about, words about games. Words about books, time for words about the games. Okay, okay, let's start with the one that I was the one who brought up and everything like that, and that is... Say that. Um, Shadows Gambit's The Cursed Crew Dev is shutting down. That is true. Uh, so this is a, a blog post from co- Mimimi co-founders Dominic Abbey and Johannes Roth. Quote... Dedicating the past decade and a half of our lives working on increasingly ambitious games took a heavy personal toll on us and our families. After the release of Shadow Gambit, we decided it was the right time to prioritize our well-being and to pull the brakes instead of signing up for another multi-year production cycle. We will be doing everything in our power to support our team, and we are now starting to reach out to our friends in the industry to find suitable job for all me-me-me's. We are now focused on delivering the additional content for Shadow Gambit and fulfilling our duties as managing directors of the company to our team, our fans, and our business partners in the most supportive way we can. And while we don't know what the future will hold for the both of us, we still love video games. We had a really good run, and we are truly grateful for all of this. End quote. I I was good when I heard this. Absolutely good. Me too. It's like... 
like Desperados 3 was one of my favorite games a few years ago. And yes, like we both admit, like we like this game came out of nowhere, Shadows Gambit, because because we've just been focusing on other games and everything. We didn't even realize they were releasing another game. But like soon as I found out, I bought the game and I've been playing it, and I've absolutely loved the loved Shadows Gambit and everything. And hmm, we talked it's about it last week. Yeah, like I spoke about it last week for it. And like so, this like to hear this. I was just absolutely good to hear this and everything like that. Like it's a, uh, you know, like, like, like all the hard work and everything like that. And it's just like, the everything is just like, they obviously like, I can I can understand that they want the owners, the creators, and everything like that want to, like, want to prioritize a good life and like having like being with their families and everything like that i think that's a worthy goal to go for and everything like that and i also like that what they've come, they've come out and says like they're gonna work they're gonna strive to get find all their employees over jobs and everything like that which is like that's a really good thing to do like nine, nine out of ten if this was any other for any other big studio out there and everything like that they're just like all right we're, we're closing guys go fuck off <laughs> well, use your severance and piss off type of thing so i mean yeah good on them for that so you posted this in Discord and I saw the title, the headline, whatever. Ah, fuck. <laughs> I just kicked my Did you desk. just kick something? I did, my desk. I just banged my foot on my desk. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the, the gaming gods have cursed me. <laughs> yeah, they don't want you to say whatever they want you to say. Well, because I'm confused as shit about this. So, like, I, I saw the headline and I thought, oh, they've just, like, ran out of money or whatever. Like, you know, it happens. We've talked about it on the podcast before. Um... And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that in a blase way. Obviously, it's a terrible thing. But then I was just like, I was, I read their post when I was putting it in the document, and I was just like, wait, why is this studio closing down again? Um, because yeah, sure, okay, the managing directors have the, they've got the burnout, and they don't want to do it anymore, and that's okay. But like, what about the, you're, you're the managers of a company. What about like all of your employees who need the job, like? It's fine for like, and I don't know. I just got really confused as to like, why is this entire company closing down? Because two guys don't want to do this anymore, which is fair. If they don't want to do it anymore, they don't have to. That's what happens with Bioware when the doctors left. They just didn't want to do one of them bakes beer now. It's great, but like, they didn't close the entire company down. And I'm just, I guess, I was just confused as to why the entire studio has to get closed down because I went searching for the the answer. I was like, no, surely it. it there's a logistical there's no reason here. Yeah. There's there's a money reason. There's a they couldn't find a publisher for the next game. There's a and it's like, no, nah, they just couldn't didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, and like I was a bit that's that's a bit shit. <clears throat> no doubt about that. That is shit. I don't deny what you're saying. That saying that, and I think like I said, like well at least that like they're trying to do something to try and find their staff over jobs and everything like that and accommodation and whatnot because at the end of the day nine times out of ten of another studio poses wouldn't be able to do that at least they've they've even said like they've, i'm pretty sure like there's many articles of state like they're still going to be working for the like the next i think the next three to six months while obviously yeah. like still like bugging the game bugging the shadows gambit and everything like that uh i would be very surprised this obviously a will probably go more towards the two owners than anything. But I'd be very surprised that if we don't hear this is going this goes the Game Pass and the PlayStation thing soon enough. Just to have a sword has a focus thing all the time and everything for a thing where everyone can get it on if they wanted to. Um for that. Uh but yeah, like whatever hap- what whatever decision I like uh 
I don't know the ins and outs of what's going on here and everything like that. Like neither of us do. Sure. Um, like like with what you just said, like it could be a money thing and they're just not revealing that and everything. And if that is, that's that sucks to hear and everything like that. And they're just twisting the word. They're, they're trying to say, no, we're just going to try and prioritize <laughs> our health, our lives. And we're also going to try and find jobs for our new for all our staff. And yeah, like well, I hope, they, I hope they do. I hope they do. Like, yeah, for me, for me, it's a case of I don't want to try and spin a a nice message negative or anything. But, but like, yeah, like if they don't find jobs for the the, the their employees, it's like they're prioritizing their mental health over the well being of all of the people who yeah they employed. And 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 yeah, I got I got. But like I said, they said they're ramping down the studio over the next few months. So like, there's still a few months to still try and find it. So they're like, hopefully that's saying them. That's them saying we are. We're we're looking. We're fight. We're taking our time to find places for our places. For all we know, this has been in the works for quite. This is. There's no doubt about this has been in the in the works for a while, and the studio and the team have probably may have may have already known this and everything. They've just finally revealed it to the outside world and everything into the industry to say this but maybe like they, they are fine they've maybe 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 they've already found places for mo- a lot of their stuff and whatnot that's hopefully touch wood and everything i would hate to think, think it, I did. further down the line uh to say to hear that they didn't find anything and they just threw them out the freaking <laughs> windows or out the doors and say they'll be gone with you and that yada yada yeah and everything but yeah it's like hack it out but i'm also like with the with the owners at the same time it's just like we're done we like it sucks like we're, we're closing the studio and a lot of people are going to get uh, going to be affected by this there's nothing they there's nothing they they can do about that if they no one wants to buy them if they are even if they even if they wanted to be bought you know so they sure. have to make as long as they can mitigate the the damage to their staff at least it's something uh, it sucks still there's no doubt about it. there's no there's, there's no good thing about this i'm losing we're all losing a great developer out there who's put out some amazing games out there over the last few years and one of them's like what well, we've just said it's come out it's like 85 on open credit right now doing incredibly well at least with the critics and and whatnot but it's like yeah it's it sucks i hate hearing this and everything like that especially as we're going to be talking about, a about fucking another one shortly and that one yeah. this one literally that one's comp that, that, that it shows the stacks differences though between the next one what we're going to talk about and everything you know and it's just like fucking hell uh, yeah we'll we see, also we'll don't know happens. the behind the scenes shit the it was just a very it was weirdly somehow it was a very direct message but also like a very vague message and i don't know this podcast has taught me to be cynical about the video game oh, yeah, industry. So I was just like, wait, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> okay, you're cynical as hell. I can see hey, that no. in you. Hey, hey, no. You guys, like, go and prioritize your mental health and do that. I think that everybody should and prioritize their mental yeah, yeah, health. Yeah, I think yeah. that's something that we as a society do not value as much as we should. Mm-hmm. But also, people worked for you. And they required you to pay them to live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a bit like, oh, okay. But uh, yeah, 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 we'll see. We'll see. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be keeping keeping my eyes open. I'm sure there no, are. No, no. I'm sure there are other other actual game journalists who are out there keeping their eyes open as well. <clears throat> well, I didn't talk about a transphobic thing at Bethesda Studio, so who knows? 
Who knows? Indeed. Um, That's my Baldur's Gate review. There we go. I won't go to the other one straight away. We'll go to something different for now. Uh, oh, that's speaking about Bethesda. Let's go. Elder Scrolls 6 is apparently now in early development. But, but Amy, they, they showed us a trailer of this game so many years ago, about five years ago now. Uh, wasn't that them announcing that the game was in early development? Oh. <laughs> that was them saying, please, please buy Fallout 76. We still make things you like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's in early development. That's according to Pete Hines, Bethesda Softworks, vice president. So they just started... Yeah. yeah, basically. Which, which yeah. of course yeah, yeah. they did. Like, yeah. we, I, I don't, you've, next I, week they released Starfield, so... Yeah. yeah, I don't know if you've seen the No Clip documentary about Bethesda Game Studios, but yeah, they make they make one game at a time. They're not a studio that makes, like, multiple... Like, the actual game studio, like the one in, in Bethesda. Yeah, the um, one where he already knew about Fallout 76, he just couldn't talk about it yeah. until, obviously, E3. Yeah, I've seen yeah, that. They've, yeah, they've obviously got support studios that, like, do the stuff for, like, Fallout 76 and whatnot, but like the core studio only makes one game at a time. Starfield yeah. is finished. There'll be a team that will work on the many, many bug fixes I'm sure that game will need. Um and the the main team have gone, okay, cool, let's now let's do Elder Scrolls. So I'll see you in ten years. Something like that, yeah. yeah. That's it. I don't thing is, man. Sorry. <laughs> I, I could I could like it's like oh I wonder where the next one's gonna be set. I wonder where but it's like I don't I don't like I don't play them, so I don't yeah, know. You don't yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm interested yeah, from an academic standpoint, but I'm not like gonna play it probably. Going off from what I've seen and read of the reviews of Starfield right now, um if you like a Bethesda game you're going to enjoy Starfield, and if you like a Bethesda game, you will probably enjoy Elder Scrolls Six when it comes out, and I think in 10 years' time. <laughs> like, in reality. But no, that's, that's a fantastic. Like, yeah, they, they've, they've found their niche, and it works for them, and it does incredibly well. And, yeah, good, good luck for them. Like, we, we, like we've heard, we've known for many, many years, like, Elder Six was never scrolls. Elder Six, all, Elder Six was Elder, never Elder in Six scrolls until Starfield was going to get done. Yeah. We've known that for a while. Like they would have had like concepts and everything, but nothing of definitiveness. Yeah, it's, I mean, right if, now. if they've started development, that means they've been in pre-production at some point. Like so, yeah. like, they're not starting from scratch. Just more like mostly from scratch. <laughs> no doubt about that. No doubt about that. Uh, Let's go back to it. Uh, Saints Row developer Volition is closing down with immediate effect. This was another... This has just dropped today. Yeah, this was another, hey, you should add this. And I was like, I already did. Oh, I already did. Uh, yeah, Volition is closing down with immediate effect. Announced in a statement, time to coincide with the Starfield review embargo. Uh, so there was a solemn.jpg, so I'll read that. Quote, the Volition team has proudly created world-class entertainment for fans around the globe for 30 years. We've been driven by a passion for our community and always worked to deliver joy, surprise, and delight. This past June, Embracer Group announced a restructuring program to strengthen Embracer and maintain its position as a leader in the video game industry. As part of that program, they evaluated strategic and operational goals and made the difficult decision to close Volition effective immediately. To help our team, we are working to provide job assistance and help the smooth transition for our excuse me for our Volition family members. 
We thank our customers and fans around the world for all the love and support over the years. We will all, you will always be in our hearts, end quote. The news comes after last year's Saints Row reboot, quote, failed to meet sales expectations, end quote, and reports of mass layoffs at parent group com- uh, throughout parent company Embracer. And then I wrote a little note at the end that said, maybe they shouldn't have gobbled up so many studios. I love mergers and acquisitions. They're great. But I think there's no doubt about what you're saying there. Yeah, um, they've coincided this with releasing exactly oh, yeah. the same time as the uh, as the embargoes were dropping for Starfield. For them to drop this uh, to be completely forgotten about. Yeah, thing like and they that. thought we thankfully, wouldn't notice. Like, yeah, the, thankfully people are noticing it does seem like, which is really, really good. And I'm really happy to hear that. It's um, weird. Yeah, you spot on at the same time of like of like they have they've been Embracer is so poorly managed that they thought like that's by you gobble 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 you and they've just completely mishandled the whole situation and yeah and it and it has happened to this it's come to this where and I I hate to say this this is not going to be the only yeah, one. I was going to say, prepare for everything else. Because, like, yeah, they've fucking bought so many studios. And the entire time, like, when they bought a couple, the beginning of their big buying spree, you think, okay, that's just a company doing company things, right? They're just buying, acquiring studios and stuff. But then you, you get to a certain point where you're just like, how the fuck are you paying for all of this? <laughs> like, you've bought, like, so many studios, which requires budget, you know? Like, what are you, how, where are you getting that budget from? And it turns out the answer is, uh-oh. <laughs> Th- that's the answer. Uh-oh. And now this yeah. is, these, these guys have closed, Volition have closed, and it sucks to hear for anyone who's working at Volition. That fucking sucks. They've been around for so long, man. Like, I've been playing that games. I've been playing that game since I was a teenager, man. Red Faction. <laughs> they made Red Faction way, way, way back in the day. I love that game. It was the first game where you could take a rocket launcher and blow a hole in a wall. <laughs> That's true. It's not about that. I remember Red Faction. Such a good game. It was, for me, it was what, it was my multiplayer game growing up and everything like that. Or my co-op game growing up playing play with my friends and everything. Just that game for me compared to the Halo and everything. But no, yeah, it's like, it's incredibly disappointing. It just shows of just like, again, of just like manage, uh, terrible management, uh, expecting so many things and everything like that and then throwing out a game that just, I'm like I never played it, so I can't comment on the last Saints Row or anything like that. But I'm just going off what like what you've said and what also other people say. I know you weren't as bad on it compared to what everyone else I... was and everything, but it's like it's a game that literally was thrown out to crash and burn, and it, it seems like it from what I've saw, and it just did crash and burn. Yes, I don't know what their sales expectations for this game were. Was it unrealistic or was it? <laughs> Square Enix levels, who <laughs> fucking knows with this? But um, there's reasonable, unrealistic Square Enix sales expectations. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah, um, yeah, and like I, just, I, I hate to see this man to fucking to retread some old ground about Saint, the Saints Row reboot because I reviewed it last year. It was one of the yeah, games yeah, that yeah. I actually played, yeah. um, and like people were just way over the top of their criticisms of that game, like to an absurd degree and like like it just made me feel like there are probably people who made saints raw 2022 who saw the shit that was getting slung by professional game critics and like quit the games industry 
off, off of the back of that. It was so horrible to, to see how hard certain people were going in on that game for, like, no good reason. Like, oh, the dialogue's a bit cringy. Okay, the dialogue's a bit cringy in most games. Have you played a video game? <laughs> like, but, yeah, I don't know. There was just something weird about it. I mean, I, I brought it up at the time no, when, I was, when I was reviewing the game, so I'm not going to labor on the point, but it was just so over-the-top and mean-spirited. Like, like, it got to me, and I didn't even enjoy that game particularly all that much. But, like, yeah, it even got to me a bit where I was just like, I was seeing like some people like clipping things and going, this is actual dialogue from Saint Tron. I was just like, okay, it's a bit cringy. Like, what, what, what's the big deal? <laughs> people didn't like it at the end of the day. I, in some way, you're, you're allowed to not like a thing, but like to yeah. just like, drive out of your way to be shitty to a bunch of human beings that made a game just felt wrong like the 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 critical reception to saints raw was probably spot on for the game that we got but like the 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 way the dialogue the way it, the way people went about it just felt wrong that's the internet sadly uh, but it wasn't even like you know the woke the, the people who were like oh woke no 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 like yeah sure they they were talking shit they talk shit about everything this, I'm talking about like fucking people I'm not gonna name because I don't want to start fights like he was just he, he was just supposed to be like good game critics and it's just like what are you doing man why are you be, why are you being like this yeah we've spoken on many occasions about of Great game criticism on many occasions on this podcast, and how sure. some just don't do it at all and everything. So, yeah. Same thing happened with Fosbok, which I thought, again, I thought people were just way too like specific and personal with their criticisms. Like, they weren't just saying, hey, this is a bad game. They were saying, like, hey, the people who made this should feel terrible. And it's just like, you know, no one said that outright, but it was just a case of that's what it felt like people would driving towards and it's just like it's just a well I could, poor, it's just a poor game like yeah yeah like i can understand from a certain point for like what, what <clears throat> where people would maybe coming from like i like i got stayed on many occasions like i'm driving i'm uh i go towards more games that 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 speak to me and everything like that and if they've got a story in that and it affects me and i think that's amazing like like on many occasions on many games this year i've i've uh, praised stories the writing and everything like that so it's like but there's also been someone that's like that this dialogue is terrible that's sure the, i'm pretty sure i said that with the so maybe a very bad example here but i'm still gonna say it, the aew wrestling game dialogue was terrible in that game i'm sure. not gonna deny it amy it oh, no. was really bad no no they, i mean there's yeah no i'm not talking about like being critical of the game that's just that's a thing. Like you're allowed to do that. I don't know. Like to 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 really highlight the point, I'd need to actually find the examples again. Um, sure, sure. But like it, I don't know. It just it just struck me as like as someone who in turn who was told he was given a great piece of advice years ago, which was write your reviews as if you're saying them to the person who made the game. And that really changed my perspective on like how to critique things. Like in general, like I like just overall, um, and I always try to sort of keep that in mind. It's like, would I say that? Like, would I say this to a person who made the game's face? Like, is this? You know what I mean? Like, and I run that through, run through a filter of that, and I just think there's, there was some of that was missing. I think, um, for a couple of games, Saints Row in particular, 
and yeah, this is this is one hundred percent a fucking the, to to go back to bring it back to the the main story. Well, the main story, yeah. Um, yeah, this is one hundred percent mergers and acquisitions, baby. This is what happens. Companies get but bought and then they get closed. The yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like we said already, this is not the first one. No. There's many more. There's others. We know it's gonna come. We like, know it is. They don't have the money to sustain themselves, and, and yeah. I'm talking about Embracer here, not Valation. Yeah. Which is a shame and everything like that. I hope everyone lands on their feet and everything like that. So the same goes for like I didn't say for Shadow Gambit for I don't know, I think I did. You but did, you did. Yeah. I hope everyone lands on their feet. Um I well, let's have a laugh. Weedos online are already worried about Starfield will be woke, Amy. They are, yeah. This I pulled the news story for this one. So this, this is from I'll actually say weirdos online are already yes. worried about stuff. I love this. this <laughs> Thank is... you, the gamer. Thank this... you. <laughs> this is from Josh Colson over at the Gamer. He writes, It's finally Starfield Week. Even though its release date isn't until September 6th, reviews for Bethesda's RPG will drop later this week. And then those with early access will be able to start playing on Friday. It's a week that has been years in the making. However, even though no one other than a handful of reviewers and those who helped make the game have played it, some people have predictably started to worry about Starfield being woke. A discussion sparked on Steam's Starfield community hub by someone asking, quote, will it be woke, end quote, has generated so much chatter that at the, ti- that at the time of typing this, the question has almost 1,000 answers. As you will have already guessed without needing to look at the 65-page thread, <clears throat> quite a few of those nearly 1,000 replies range from narrow-minded to downright bizarre, further proving... <laughs> further proving whatever the word woke used to mean, no one is entirely sure what it means anymore. They Top- don't. That's the thing what really annoys me. I'm sorry for putting Let's in go there. For it. They fucking don't. And that's the thing about it. Oh, they don't. I know. Continue. <laughs> I know I know what work means. <laughs> Rage Against the Machine screamed at me in the 90s at the end of the Matrix. Top of the pile is, quote, it might be a bit, but not anywhere close to the mess that Baldur's Gate 3 is, end quote. Baldur's Gate 3 has become the surprise hit of 2023, launching a month earlier than Starfield on PC to avoid having to compete with it more than more than it will have to over the coming weeks. Something else that makes the game look, apparently, is making its women look <clears throat> more like actual women and less like robots made in a factory specifically for men who complain about things being woke. <laughs> the change to Aloy's design in Horizon Forbidden West and the reveal of the female protagonist in the new Fable had both games labelled woke by a certain corner of the gaming world because its women looked more realistic. It seems, should Starfield dare to do the same thing, then that will apparently qualify as walk two. I don't know, like on the on the topic of Starfield, and this isn't me having a criticism. This isn't a criticism of Bethesda games. It's more an observation. But like, all of their character models just like look like someone stretched skin over a mannequin. <laughs> I'm trying to find this walk thing. Let me just spend so I can write in it and say you're fucking idiots. A lot is. <laughs> Maybe he's gonna dictate his reply as the is his part uh, contribution to this part of the podcast. <laughs> no, but no, yeah, like seriously, like the fucking idiots, man. Like I said, like I said, when I ru- rudely interrupted you and everything like that, no, it was just like, like no one understands what walk is anymore. At all. Well, these At people all. don't. Pe- they don't. Like, no, when, that's what I'm saying. When people say walk or anything like is that. Is this walk? That's all. Because no one understands what the fuck it is. If you go to any relatively popular game on Steam, go to their forums, you will find a, t- a thread titled, Is This Game Walk? 
Like, on every single one. Like, I've been to games... I've been to games, Steam forums, that... You've not... Like, you haven't heard of. <laughs> and and there'll be somebody in there going, Is this game woke? Because apparently, like, they're so shit-scared of a game being whatever their version of work is that they won't even consider like going on the store page because it might infect them with the work virus. Like, I don't understand. And I mean, I'm glad I don't understand. I don't want to understand these people. But, um, yeah, no, it's always good to laugh at them. Like, the thing about this is you found it, haven't you? I found one. There's a few. <laughs> like, the thing... Yeah, I'll just spell idiots again. I-D-I-O-T-S. Yeah, thank you. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. I'm going to... Maybe I'll use a screenshot of, shot of this as, like, the thumbnail for the video. <laughs> just your comment on Steam. I don't know what I was going to say before you said that, but, and that's totally fine, because I'm having really one. happy. Where's the others? <laughs> that you've done this, like... <laughs> This is a live React <laughs> podcast now. <laughs> Moody's just going to tell everybody on the internet this stupid. Confirm book gameplay. There we go. Let's find another one. Come on. You're Sorry. all fucking. You are all. F- Sorry. You all are fucking idiots. Sorry. <laughs> Did you say walk gameplay? Yeah. Please, God, go to the so opening put post. It there. Confirmed. Walk gameplay into discussion. What is. What is walk gameplay? Do they do they? I have no. F- oh, do they uh, elaborate? Yeah, I can find out. Let me see. Oh shit! I lost it. Uh, where is it? Gameplay. I get what they mean. I get what they think they mean when they say oh, a, 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 like walk game. I'm fascinated to know what walk gameplay is supposed to be. This is like that episode we did. You remember the Resident Evil Four walk soundtrack? <laughs> and the entire time I was going, "What the fuck's a walk soundtrack? <laughs> like, what the fuck is walk gameplay, Moody?" I don't know. Oh shit! I lost it. Uh, gameplay. I, just... oh, no, so... I lost it. Oh, oh, man. No, oh you can't doing? tease me like that. No, <laughs> it's vanished. No, Moody. Now I'll, I'll find this. Now I'll never know what war gameplay was. We don't have time for you to find it. Come on. I know, but they're all fucking idiots, and it's so funny when anyone brings up war. Go fuck yourselves, you whiny little children. There. Yeah. <laughs> I will keep looking. Oh shit! No, I've got to pick the next like, one. <clears throat> no, uh, yeah, no, it's fine because I had a thing I was gonna say, but I've keep for- I keep forgetting what it was, what it is every time you bring up Steam, and I'm just like, hang on, and then I remember, yeah, I found it. and then you do that, and I go, oh, I forgot it again. <laughs> okay, so this is what this this person has put. Well, a stream a streamer friend who has had access couldn't hold his tongue any longer and spilled the beans to me while we were enjoying morning. M- m- and Moses and reading market trends. Are you sure this isn't a troll post? <laughs> I think it's a troll post. And yeah, I've still put down, you're all fucking idiots. <laughs> um, the thing about people like this is, because I'm sure people wonder why we bring this up constantly on the podcast and laugh at them. It's because they don't deserve to be debated, but they do deserve to be mocked. Oh, like, hell yeah. like mock the shit out like, of bastards. Like if you debate them, if you take their ideas and try to like logically argue against them, one, they don't care; they just want attention. Um, but you're bringing up their ideas to 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 the level of like reason, which is not where those ideas should reside. Instead, what we do is we mock them because that is all they deserve. 
Yes, they deserve nothing but mockery. And also, if anyone ever figured out what a walk soundtrack is, Amy at wordsaboutgames.net. <laughs> send me that email. I need to and know. Amy will send it to me. I don't know. <laughs> I still don't know. But yeah, no, yes, that's why we mock them. There's no, I'm not like I'm never going to seriously like debate their ideas or debunk them, what they say or anything. It's of. It's not worth it. There's only one that you think. IGN, 7 out of 10 now. Refund now. Fucking hell, guys. Seriously. Oh, yeah, IGN's then. You BFFs after that Baldur's Gate 3 video, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. IGN, that, that, place, that Xbox podcast must be loving the IGN review because it said what he said they were going to do. 7 out of 10. Oh, shit. I forgot about the Xbox era guy, yeah. it's gonna uh, Starfield's going to be a 7.5. Everybody's already decided. <clears throat> Stick around and open critic head-to-head to see how wrong that guy was. <laughs> Anyway, IGN listened. IGN was the only person who listened to that podcast. IGN are the only Sadly, people we telling people the truth. Sadly, we don't have been on that, so they're just idiots as well. So, <laughs> IGN are the only people telling the truth. Clearly, clearly. Um, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, I will stop whining, uh, hunting down the whiners. <coughs> uh, let's crack on until after the uh, podcast. This is what you're going to be doing all night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to hear all about it next week. <laughs> okay before we get on to the next one uh, let's go let's go Baldur's Gate Lazarin from Lazarin's from Baldur's Gate 3 sparks debate on how we treat female characters Lazel um, and this Lazelle, is this sorry. is all this, so this was one of the stories we didn't get to last week um, and I pulled it from the game I think it's written by Rhiannon Beaven and I think she made some excellent points, and so did a lot of people that she quoted here. So we're again, do again, it. Just, let's just shout out the gamer. Just shout out the shout gamer out the gamer. Time. Yeah, right. Like yeah. you know the volition thing. Yeah, I saw it on Blue Sky, um, and I was like, "Cool, I need I need to go find a news article about this so I can copy paste the quote." Yeah, because um, I was on my phone and I went on the computer mm-hmm. and I was like, "Where am I going to find this?" And I went on a couple of sites and they didn't have it. And then I went, "Oh, you know who's you know who's going to have this." the gamer gamer. and i went on the gamer and it was their story and i went yeah thanks but they didn't have the quote but that's why i copied the picture yeah from um but yeah shout out the gamer they rule um yeah so uh the 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 rhiannon wrote for the most part everyone loves Baldur's gates 3 gang whether it's Carlax's contagious enthusiasm or Asterion's bad boy charms, most players can find something they like about their companions. The exception to this rule is Lazelle, who appears to be the most unpopular party member by far. However, some in the community feel that Lazelle, and all of the female companions for that matter, are being held to a higher standard than their male counterparts. Some argue that Lazelle wouldn't be as hated as if she were a man, saying that she would be seen as badass rather than difficult. The debate has even attracted the attention of former Bioware writer David Gader, who says he noticed the same sentiment among Dragon Age fans. Uh, he wrote in a tweet, quote... No, he didn't. What? Okay, quote, I'm confident if Lay was a guy, people would be swooning about him being so edgy says Twitter user at Black Salander, responding to a viral negative tweet about Lazelle. They argue that the popularity of Asterion is proof that fans hold female characters to a higher standard since he also has villainous traits. David Gator, who was a writer on Baldur's Gate 2 before leading the creation of Dragon Age, agrees that this is an issue in fandoms. Uh, he said, quote, The Dragon Age fandom consistently gave way more latitude and forgiveness to male characters as opposed to female characters in every game, end quote. 
While he doesn't explicitly state which characters he's referring to, there are many examples of this phenomenon among Dragon Age fans. For example, violently anti-mage characters such as Cullen and Fenris are among the most popular romance options. Vivienne, a black woman who is also a pro-circle anti-mage independence, doesn't enjoy the same popularity. <clears throat> In a follow-up tweet, he confirms that he doesn't feel that this issue has got any better. Quote, It was the same way for DA2 and DAI, not just DAO. Fandom has always treated male characters with more forgiveness, full stop, end quote. Others disagree with this interpretation, criticizing Lazelle's ongoing hostility and defending Asterion as damaged rather than purposefully hateful. They also point out her racism and the fact that she only sees value in her own set of beliefs. However, the argument that some are making, including Gaiden, Gaida, sorry, isn't that Lazelle is a good person. Instead, they claim that she would have more apologists for her worst behaviour if she were a man, just as Asterion does. Baldur's Gate 3 certainly isn't the first game to spark this discourse. Infamously, the loudest Last of Us Part 2 players unanimously hated Abby while defending similar actions from Joel in the first game. And similar actions by... Ellie. Ellie. In the second Let's game. Let's not forget this. <laughs> yeah, in the second game. Let's not fucking forget this here. Yeah, it's... Um, this is... A it tells us all tells us all this time, sadly. This is like that hornet's nest that's been hanging around in the bush for the last twenty years, and what we've decided to do is punch it. Yeah. <laughs> and see what yeah, would happen. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, oh yeah. no, here come the hornets. Um yeah. no, like I can speak to this as obviously someone who's played Baldur's Gate three from start to finish. Whereas like Lacelle's issues that were highlighted in one paragraph there, like the ongoing hostility. Um the 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 racism quote racism and you know the fact that she that's like her journey <laughs> in the game like if you follow through on her on her storyline um like you know that's how stories work characters change over time <laughs> and like Asterion doesn't I think in I think um, I think they make a good point in this article that Asterion is given way more latitude than Lazelle despite the fact that they're both kind of shitty yeah yeah and what got one's male one's female one's male yeah. one's the one the one who everyone the one who has more defenders is male Asterion, and the mm. one who doesn't is the one who people are banging on on twitter apparently is yeah. lazelle who is who is female yeah sadly this is the it is the tale of all time as all this time basically it's like people will gravitate sadly you do gravitate to say that oh they don't like it if because she's female or something like that and yeah but they don't say that they, but they, no, but, no, but, yeah. but a lot of the asterisks can be seen in a male and like they see it as as edgy or he oh he's he's cool or something like that he's, he's a like, badass she's just yeah. a pain yeah, yeah, she's a pain. She's a whiny person. Get in the kitchen, type of thing. You know, she's a badass. Like the thing, <laughs> the thing that makes it extra funny is like in a in a party full of strong characters. Like all of the characters in this party are strong in their own ways. Like mm. Lazelle is one of the like literally strongest. She's she's a fighter. Like her class is fighter. She is a fighter. She can destroy. Like, you know what I mean? And it's just like, there's that unspoken asterisk next to all of the criticisms from, from a certain subsection of people towards that character, which is just like, do you just not like her because she's a strong woman? <laughs> like, yeah, sure, she's brash and abrasive. Like, when you first meet Erin for a while after, yeah, absolutely. But, like, you know, yeah. if all the characters were the same, it would be boring. 
Oh god, yeah, there's no doubt about that. Like, I can't stay for anything when it comes to the characters for Baldur's Gate or anything like that for for it. But like, and 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 when it comes to like what the Bioware writer says, like about the the same thing happened with uh, Inquisition. I had no idea about that at all. Like, I was very very slow to when it comes to like you played the, the game social and didn't media. Really... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't care about the thing or anything like that or whatnot. I just saw a game that I thought looked good, had played it and fell in love with it, played its DLC, played it to the end, played it multiple times. Shagged, I think, most most characters, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm a bit of a slut in the game <laughs> and everything like that. Um, if I don't connect with a character, I don't. Really, for me, I don't care about sex or, or what their gender is or anything like that if they're male female non-binary or whatever it's it, it, me it's just like i'm not connecting to you and for me it's just like for me it's just a, that's bad writing like but I, but I, but i'm never going to criticize if someone said like if you said but i love this character and i would be like that's fucking fantastic it's a it's a shame i'm not there with you but it's fantastic that you found something in that person and you know that's just like sadly people just have to go there People go there thinking, hey, it's because she's female or something like that. And and who doesn't fucking love strong female characters? Lots of people. For fuck's sakes, man. <laughs> like, I stand by. I've stated this. I stated this with my fucking movie podcast. The Holy Trinity of female heroines. Sigourney Weaver, Carrie Fisher, and Linda Hamilton. No one complained about anything in those days. And sadly, it was in those times. In the early, late 70s, early 80s. Oh, because we just didn't have many badass female uh, characters in those days and everything like that. But if those films came out now, they'd be called shit about all oh, their walk and everything like that. Is this film woke? Yeah, they walk because they've got a lead female. Wait, she's kicking the ass of a Terminator. What the fuck? She wouldn't be able to survive the Queen fight or whatsoever. Oh, no. The, no, no, the Abbey discourse is coming back. <laughs> ah! <laughs> and what How does she have such big <laughs> muscles in the post apocalypse? <laughs> no, but no, yeah, that that's just what that's what it would be in everything. But those three are three of my favorite characters of all time. Like I adore those three and everything like that. Yes, I have some amazing male characters who I adore as well. But yeah, it's just like I'm sick of seeing this fucking Discord. It's like the same thing when we talked about the whiny walk people as well. It's just like, it's the same type of Discord. It's like, ooh, they've gone walk or some crap the, like the, that. And the issue like, is, oh. the issue is... Um, it's just years of sexism. Yeah, it's years of sexism. Of, I mean, the, the, sexism. the issue of having the discussion is, like, there's an interesting discussion to be had about the way fandom treats female characters. Yeah. And you will never be able to have that interesting discussion because... Like people like the what Gade, what David Gator chimed in with was really useful. It wasn't it was like, hey, we had the same problem when we were making Dragon Age. <laughs> like, that's interesting. I want to hear more about that. The problem is any interesting discussions that can be had very quickly get drowned out by people being defensive about the fact that you've called them out on their bullshit which is bullshit. And then the bullshit in general, which is also like just white noise generator. Where it's like, yeah, there is an interesting discussion to be had about how we treat, about how we and we as like everybody treats characters just because they're women, just because they're black. Yeah. And I'll just say this. Okay, I didn't romance Vivian, but Vivian's badass. Like, she's awesome. She's, she's very, 
She's just blunt. She's just very blunt with you. That's all she is. And that's really... how I always saw her when in Dragon Age Inquisition. She's just very blunt. She speaks her mind and just like, that's it. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> I, I don't think I really did much, um, you know, had much interaction with Vivian. Or the, yeah. the kid in the hat who spoke yeah, in yeah, like yeah, riddles. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like for, for me, it's not because, oh no, scary black lady. Um, because like this character, like it happened in Baldur's Gate 3. There are just characters that I just don't, because there's so many and you can only bring three at a time. It's like, yeah. well, I can only interact with so many of you. <laughs> yeah. And I only played Dragon Age Inquisition once. Yeah. Um, so it was like, yeah, like there was a few characters that just kind of got left by the way. So it's same in Baldur's Gate 3. Like Asterion, who was mentioned in this article, like just more or less got left by the wayside for me. <laughs> Because yeah. I only have a certain amount of space. Um, so I'll pick him up in a future playthrough. <laughs> yeah, there's not about like they give you so many toys, you can't play with all of them at the same time. It's just but sadly, wish but also could. sadly. <laughs> we wish we could. There's no doubt about that. We wish we could. And there are some there's no doubt about it, especially depending on your playstyle. Like there were playstyles that I gravitated more to over characters because they suited the playstyle I was going for. That's so sad. it's just like at the same time and it's just like come on if i'm a mage i'm not going to take another mage with me i don't need another mage with me i need uh cannon fodder to charge at them while i'm shooting away no, you, take, you take four mages and you, you know you know you don't have to worry about needing a tank if everybody's dead before they get to you right Just... <laughs> I, won't I never thought of taking all four of them if i was a mage yeah I did that. No, I'm already playing other games, Amy. What are you doing to me? I did that multiple <laughs> times in Baldur's Gate 3. I took like three like melee characters. Just the fucking I call them the wrecking crew. <laughs> <laughs> like I had like, a nickname for them. That was with Yeah, and with my bard in the background. They're going to fuck you And you're gonna allow it. You don't have a choice. You're all gonna die. <laughs> oh, look, you're already dead. <laughs> Bioware lives off senior writer staff as part of its recent job. This, this is technically a follow-up. Um, yeah. So we talked about the Bioware story last week. We know now. We now know a little bit more about the Bioware situation, and it's pretty bleak. <laughs> I think it is, anyway. Um, uh, this is from Vicky Blake over at Eurogamer, who writes, As part of its recently publicized cutbacks, Bioware has let go of Lucas Christiansen, the lead writer behind Baldur's Gate 1 and 2, and the writer of the first three game Dragon Age games, Mary Kirby. Bioware announced earlier this week that it'll be laying off approximately 50 employees, around 20% of its total workforce, according to recent employment figures, as part of a, quote, shift towards a more agile and more focused studio, end quote. Each writer had been with the studio for over 20 years. Christensen is widely credited for not just bringing us the original Baldur's Gate games, but also credited as the writer behind some of gaming's most iconic characters, including Minsk and Mass Effect's Joker. Kirby, on the other hand, had been with Bioware since 2006 and is credited with bringing fan-favorite Varric to life. So I didn't actually copy-paste the bit that I wanted to. <laughs> I guess I must have missed it. But yeah, it seems like they have, they're, they're, they're laying off a lot of long-term writers from the studio um, as part of this move to get more agile. Because I guess the kinds of games they're making, really, they just don't need writers anymore. <sighs> the worst thing about it is that they're taken away from their seniors, the senior stuff, their leaders and everything for the companies and whatnot. And that's just the, like, like, 
it's crap. It's just it continues just to be crap at Bioware right now. Like I stated like last week, I just I, we're never gonna get the next Dragon Age anytime soon. Mass Effect, whatever it's called, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, whatever, um, will appear someday. Maybe one of them. <laughs> one of them. Maybe when them when they're ready. By the time Mass Effect 4 comes out, we would have had a remaster, a, re, a full remake of Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, you know, they talk like, you know, they talk, we, I already fucking obliterated them on the agile and focused quote from last week, so I'm not going to do that again this week. But, like, they talk about, like, oh, we're, you know, we're really committed to making like Dragon Age, you know, the next Dragon Age, and it's all going really well, and, like, you just fired the person who's been writing all of the Dragon Age games. Obviously, Mary Kirby wasn't the only person writing the Dragon Age games, but considering most of the other writers of previous games left the studio years ago, like, it just doesn't seem like it bodes well. <laughs> like, yeah, you just let no, go I'm of not... two talented writers. Yeah. Like, one of whom created the original Baldur's Gate game. Mm-hmm. So he must have been there for a while. Must have done. Must have been all right. Must, must have done all um, right. You know, Baldur's Gate's kind of back in the in the headlines, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like, the only thing... like, But it sounds wrong when I'm saying this at the same time, so I'll hold my hand up there. The only thing I can think of is that the writing's already done for at least the next Dragon Age, and they've decided they weren't going to use them for the next Mass, Mass Effect. That Maybe. sounds... I but mean, at the same time, it sounds shit. I that sounds like this. a terrible it's, idea, because like... Yeah, yeah, I admit that. Because you'll undoubtedly find... Now, I don't know much about game development, but I do know a thing or two about writing. Um, and, like, what you'll undoubtedly find as you go on and through making the game is that you'll need to make adjustments to the, to the writing. Yep. Like, writing isn't so... Like, they don't... Like, you can't write a... <clears throat> it, it's the same reason why TV shows that were currently in production have still halted. Because even if they have completed scripts, they don't have any writers to rewrite those scripts on the fly, which is what happens all the time when you make TV shows. It's the same thing with video games. It's like, sometimes, you know, you need to make changes to those scripts for a variety of reasons. So even if the writing was locked in, it's like, well, hang on. <laughs> like, what happens when you need to change something? You're going to get, like, some intern to do it. And maybe that intern is an undiscovered writing genius. But probably not. Possibly, they might they might yeah. be at the company to do other things. Yeah. <laughs> not right. Yeah, there's nothing about it. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. That's the thing about it. Like, that I'm, like I was literally picking at straws there <laughs> the, yeah, no no but but like i just thought i'd like i thought i'd pick at them with you i guess yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> i yeah. try it and sounds... like wrap your hand tighter around the straws yeah there's no doubt about it but they, they still fell out <laughs> they did well, i think i made a half decent point but yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean is it wrong is it wrong to say the only thing i think bioware are moving towards in an agile fashion is not being a studio anymore I think didn't I say that last week? Maybe. <laughs> I'm not. I agree with you. I, I hate know. that. I like. I hate it. that so fucking badly. Especially as you just think that freaking ad, uh, the the EA head is is wages of twenty million dollars a year. Yeah. Probably a lot of add on with his bonus. <laughs> add, add on his fucking bonuses as well. 
he could probably personally fund Bioware. But yeah, I just I don't know. It just it seems like what was it I was watching recently? I was watching something recently where it's the it was a video game cutscene, I think, and it was just it was about it was it was a Fallout New Vegas video I was watching, and there was a guy who sort of quote about kill you can kill Caesar in that game. <clears throat> and it's like, oh yeah, the Legion's are the Legion is like a dead man walking. Like it just doesn't realise it's dead yet. And I was like is that Bioware? Just like, like, what's going on? Like, we haven't, unless we see, so, unless we see something from them, concrete. I don't want to, like, another piece of concept art or something. If we don't see something concrete from them soon, I'm like worried we're not yeah. going to see from them ever again. The next thing we're going to see is a solemn JPEG. I agree. Mergers and acquisitions, don't you love them? The thing is, Bioware got bought, bought ages ago. Hey, sometimes like, it takes time. A, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's but the thing is about it, like thought. I've said on many occasions, going off what I've heard, like, right, just, it's it's not just the year, it's the management structure of Bioware at the same time. It's just well, all over the place. Yeah. We've known like, historically that's been the case, at the very least. Um, you know, Bioware magic. Um it sucks to hear it sucks to seem to and again i don't have inside information it sucks that it seems like it hasn't been fixed i think is probably the way i would word that we'll see what happens we'll see yeah. what happens like it like i said like i said like they just brought in another creative director and going off how like like i what i've researched and also like speaking to the people i work with um like, like who've worked at other studios and seeing things change it's like creative directors, they come in and they change all of it. Well, because they're Unless like, they've like, because they want to go in their own creative direct direction. Yeah. So the guys just come, so they've just come in and they fired off the senior writing staff. Yeah. Who will need to help him create the new scripts and stuff. And it's just like, what the fuck are you doing, guys? I don't know. <laughs> unless, unless the senior was just going in a did just didn't agree with the direction, they just. It was just like, well, all right, bye, bye, guys, and we'll just keep. Well, I'll keep you. I'll keep the the juniors as my seniors now, and let them write it all. And maybe they'll do a fantastic job. Yeah, and I don't want to shit all over well. them. Yeah, I cross fingers that everything is yeah. right itself with Bioware, but it sure doesn't seem like it right now. Yeah, right now it's it's a bit all over the place, which sucks. <sighs> <clears throat> let's tire well, let's let's <laughs> no we're out of time <laughs> oh, cool. i was hoping you were gonna say that thank you <laughs> you know what else sucks the rest of these new stories <laughs> no we're done we're out of time it's time for what's <clears throat> happening next week there's not a lot happening next week um by the time well, something happening this friday though, Amy. by the time you've watched this podcast amy will have played bramble the mountain king on stream Twitch.tv slash Words About Games UK. I'll be watching it. Do you want to be in Discord? Or in chat? I realized I didn't ask you that last week. I've what time are you doing it? 6 p.m. Till 10, probably. Uh, it's my I usual streaming you. time. I will confirm tomorrow. Okay, cool. But either way, I'm going to do it. Yeah, good. And hopefully finish the game. 
And then I can be like, yeah, look, there's Moody. There's Moody. I'll like, I'll be like the little box in the corner and I'll be pointing at your name on the way past going, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> if you have scrolling credits, I don't know if you have scrolling credits. If not, I'll. We have scrolling credits. Okay, cool. So I'll be like, ah, and then I'll rewind them and I'll go, yeah. <laughs> and then when, we, when, when they're finished and you go back to the main menu, I'll play the credits again. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to see what you think of the game. There's no doubt about that. Oh, you know, you know, we'll see. I'm I'm famously really easy going on video games, really. <laughs> Do you know I've given out one whole five star review in 2023? Yeah. You have, that's true. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, that's cool. I don't know. I think Moody's being burgled. No. Good news, Moody's not being burgled. Where was I? Oh yeah. I don't know where I'm streaming next week if I finish Bramble. So, I don't know. Watch this space. The weird the weird timing of this podcast is I usually hit publish on it after the stream. So it's not like I can even say, hey, I'm going <laughs> to... Why don't you go to Twitch and check it out? It's like, but it'll already happened. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see um, what I end up streaming. But uh, there's also two games coming out next week. Maybe you might have heard of one of them. It's called Chance of Sinar. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. What about Starfield? You definitely haven't heard of that, right? That's a really niche game. That's niche. It's nothing. Super bad. niche. Who cares about Starfield, right? But those exactly. two games are coming out next week. Um, one of them looks really interesting to me personally, like as a game that I'm really looking forward to maybe trying to dive into at some point, and, and the other one's Starfield. So. Yeah, no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah, 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 the, yeah. Starfield, I am looking forward to seeing what uh, for playing that game. But right now, my focus is obviously on Goodbye Volcano High, and then I'm going to crack into Star Sea of Stars. Like I'm really looking forward well, to that and seeing what the reviews have been for Sea of Stars. It's just like, hello, baby. Look at it this way, right? Sea of Stars is probably what like a 20, 30 hour game. Probably. That's probably how long it'll take Starfield to download anyway. You seen the file size? Nope. <laughs> no, I have not actually. <laughs> it's like a hundred and something gig. It's like 120, 130 gig or something like that. Bloody hell. It's big. It's a big boy. A thousand planets. If you come back to me and say, Umi, you would really love this game, I'm gonna punch you. <laughs> I'm gonna punch you in your throat. <laughs> I will spend the money on the travel simply to walk into your flat, punch you, and then walk out and travel all the way back. And then start playing yeah. Starfield. Because <laughs> I respect your opinions and your recommendations. Cool. Let's play Open Critic, I did. Yep. This is a game we play every week where we try to guess the Open Critic average of upcoming games. Whoever guesses closest to the score gets a point. If you manage to guess the score correctly, you get two points. Last week, we tried to guess the Open Critic average of three games. We have two review scores so far. So, we'll start with Starfield. I guessed it would get a 92. Moody guessed it wouldn't get a 94 at the time of recording. Starfield has an open critic average of 88. Never fails. Which gives Amy the point. Disappointed about this next one, though. Because we mm, tried to guess there. the open critic average of Sea of Stars, and Amy guessed it would get a 92, and Moody guessed it would get an 88. At the time Amy woke up on the day the review embargo dropped, it had a 95, but unfortunately at the time of recording it has an 89. Which means Moody gets the point. Which means nothing's really changed. <laughs> I got a point. You got a point. Goodbye, Volcano High. Apparently the review codes only went out 
on launch day from what I've seen from people um, Interesting. who I know who are reviewing the game yeah uh, one of the uh, the Edge editors who works on the Edge magazine was literally saying like yeah the review codes they just got it <laughs> on launch day that's interesting. I don't like the I don't like the sound of that personally. And I can usually, appreciate that that's the, it's their decision and everything like that. I'm just going off like how I how it was always for movies and everything like that. And I just I hated it when I heard that the review embargo wasn't until the day before or the day of the film and everything like that. It just makes me just say like they're wanting to hide the game type of thing. And I'm just like, but uh, yeah, you know, that's their decision at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, you know, review, review. I mean, remember that period of time when Bethesda didn't give review codes out for their games at all, um, and everyone thought, "Oh no, Doom's gonna suck," and then Doom was amazing. Like <laughs> sometimes it means nothing. Yeah, there's no doubt about that, but sometimes it also means something. This is true. I generally, uh, I hope I, I hope I, I hope they have a review for hopefully next week. I, say. I hope I enjoy it so. You've played an hour and a half of it, and it doesn't seem awful. Yeah, give it to. <laughs> doesn't sound awful. No. Cool. So, Amy 27, Mooney 21. Getting towards the end of the year, Mooney. These points yeah. are starting to really count. <laughs> I don't care. Neither do I. <laughs> it's just a fun little way to talk about some video games, right? Mm-hmm. That's what, spoiler alert, that's what Open Credit Head to Head is actually all about. We get to talk about video games. So this week we've got one game up on deck because we already tried, we already guessed Starfield. Um, we're going to guess the Open Critic average of Chance of Sonar. It's coming out, it's been in a couple of Xbox showcases coming out next week. I want to I say I'll play it, but I'm not going to play it. Not at launch. It's not happening. Um... But it does look really interesting. I am really interested to play it. It's like a tower. It's like inspired by the Tower of Babel. Which is very cool. What do I think it's going to get on Open Critic? I don't know. It sounds like a really smart game, which means a lot of game critics aren't going to like it. Oh. <laughs> I'm so funny. Um, it's subjective, I mean, It's subjective. No, I mean, it totally is. They didn't 100%. get Lake wrong at all. <laughs> Game doesn't have any blood in it. <laughs> I can't shoot anyone. <laughs> can't jump off walls. Where are my guns? <laughs> I can't even fucking fuck fuck any of the other characters. Um, what do I think it's gonna get? Who knows? It's a fucking crapshoot. I am going to guess the upper critic average at seventy-eight because those two buttons are next to each other on the keyboard. Sometimes that's just how it be. <laughs> 79. 79. Well, I hope you're right, and I'm not. <laughs> woo woo. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? I like it when video games are good. Shall we wrap the podcast up? Yeah, let's wrap it up because I'm getting bugged right now. <laughs> no kidding. Hey, remember that joke I made about how uh, having a hard trouble enough keeping your attention as it is? <laughs> hey, we got to what almost a, the end what, of the podcast. What a so funny good. joke. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's not my fault. She was quiet for most of it. Then we got we got almost there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. Okay. That's fine. I'm, I'm just wanting to see if I can see her. No, you can't. No, yeah. Anyway. She's at my feet here. She's not even that direction. <laughs> what if she like jumped up and attacked Bulbasaur? She's nowhere near it. <laughs> she won't, she she won't, she'll never get that big. <laughs> so we're all right there and whatnot. So. All right, all right, let's crack on. Let's finish. Uh, okay. Marines, do you have any final words of wisdom for the end of the podcast? <laughs> yes, <laughs> do you know I do. Don't want to hit that back it, to me. <laughs> it, is fr- it, it's the, it is Friday. It's the end of the week. So as always, everybody go and tell someone you love them. Hug your parents. Give them kisses. Give them the love they deserve and everything like that. And just go and have an awesome week because you know why? Because you are awesome and never let anyone tell you otherwise. Have a great weekend and peace out. Peace out, baby. It's humid in here all over the bit. I'm sort of cut path. <laughs> Amy's. Amy's powering down. down. <laughs> <laughs>